0: What up? What up? What up, man? The real coach JB joining you for this Coach JB episode at the one to four hour Pacific West Coast. Appreciate everybody joining in live today. We got a great action-packed show. uh Joining us today, Zach Smith is always, and we have the beautiful, lovely, award-winning journalist for the Las Vegas Raiders, Heidi Fang. She'll be joining us here in a few minutes as well from Kansas City, right before the Monday Night Football game. So she'll be joining us and giving us some insight. So it can't get any better. Uh, first uh, first and uh, foremost, let me give you the Roman ad read, the new proud sponsor of the show, of the Coach A.B. show, Roman. Make sure you pay attention to this one and then we'll get to the intro video and get it going. Roman is a new proud sponsor. Make sure you join and pay attention. Listen to this one real quick. What up, what up, what up? The Real Coach JB here on the Coach JB Show, 6 to 8 a.m. on the wake-up call, plus the 1 to 4 p.m. daily for the Coach JB Show. Has a proud, proud new sponsor, Roman. Make sure you check it out because it, when it comes to intimacy, we all want to feel confident. But for a lot of guys out there, erectile dysfunction gets in the way. This issue affects people differently, but is actually something that 52% of men will experience some form of during their life. So make sure you head on over to Roman. You know how when you're wearing that great outfit and everything just looks right and your confidence is soaring and you like the swag and you're feeling flashy. You can walk into a room knowing you're on a game is on point. If you've been struggling with E.D. Roman can give you the same feeling in the bedroom. Look, we all know that change doesn't happen without action. So whether you're looking for gains at the gym or better experience in the bedroom, there's never any shame and showing up for yourself and your health. So if you're dealing with erectile dysfunction, don't ignore the issue. Instead, face it head on with Roman. Proud new sponsor to Coach AB show. Roman offers a discreet process from start to finish. You can connect with a licensed medical provider via Roman's convenient online visit. Prescription ED treatments are safe, effective, and the FDA approved and used by millions of men. Free two-day shipping. If you've been struggling with ED, Roman can help rebuild the confidence during sex. Head on over to ro.co slash coach today. And if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ed treatment. That's ro.co slash coach jb. ro.co slash coach jb. And head on over to Roman. Tell him Coach jb sent you. Proud new sponsor to Coach jb show. Appreciate you. Peace. All right, all right, all right. I appreciate you. Roman, man, go on over there and check you out. You men, a lot of you men need it. You know it. Go get it. Uh, this, uh, this show is also brought to you by Fight Camp. New Mike Tyson, Mayweather. They all are sponsoring this new deal called Fight Camp. It is basically an in-house boxing exercise mechanism. So please understand they're the new uh, sponsor as well, the Coach A.B. show. So join the biggest boxing community in the world without leaving your home. Fight Camp right behind me. Packages start at just $99. They even offer some great financing options. So you can get started for a low, low, low $9 a month. To get everything you need, go to fightcamp.com to learn more. That's fightcamp.com slash coach JB and get you some love right there, Fight Camp. Go check it out. Uh, I want to introduce you to Fight Camp Interacting at Home Boxing. Fight Camp brings the best workout in the world into your home and makes it fun. Boxing is really, really, really great workout. In fact, a lot of football players using it, including myself, to supplement their training. It keeps your mind sharp and body strong. Their workouts are quick and efficient. You can get a workout in during halftime of a game, tonight's game, or even in between games. That makes a difference between traditional boxing workouts, and that is live punching counting stats that motivates you to push harder and help you map out your progress. FightCamp.com slash coach jb i appreciate you without further ado let me get you to start this this party started um i'm gonna introduce our new video and then uh, i'm gonna bring in our lovely guest that's gonna join us this morning or uh, this this first hour and then zach smith will join us in the second hour and uh, i'll see you in a minute appreciate you guys peace You. That's our new intro sh- song. We had to get a little grown and uh, grown man on you. So that's our new song. We're working on the song right now. That's my boy Spree's song. But without further ado, we're going to bring in it's on the ticker right below. So make sure you guys understand this is a Las Vegas Raiders journalist, award winning journalist. Plus, she covers MMA and she's an award winning visual journal- journalist, review journal, plus the Vegas Nation podcast. There it is right there on there. And then follow her on Twitter. Heidi at Heidi Fang. So much love to this um, young lady. I appreciate her joining us. Give it up. Give it up. Heidi,
1: Fang. <laughs> Heidi, I appreciate you. you coming in. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to join you today.
0: No, I appreciate it. A lot of people don't get inside like this. We got we got the inside. You're in <laughs> Kansas City, right?
1: Yeah, I'm here. This is my lovely hotel room right here. Oh, <laughs> shoot, to go. oh
0: shoot. Hey, I. Yeah. I, I I'm betting. I'm betting on my 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 boy Max Crosby, man. He's a good good dude. He's been on my show, and and uh, so we have we go back a little ways. So so, what do you cover? What do you actually do for the Raiders?
1: Well, I do visuals, so I handle um like all the in-game photos. I'm doing press conferences. I'm inside the locker room doing videos with that, talking to the players uh, after the game. i on site every day for the review journal going in, uh, covering practices, everything. So I'm all over it. I get on the radio five days a week with the morning tailgate on 9.20 a.m. So yeah, every day that's three hours of radio. Plus we got the the show with the Review Journal that I do as well, podcast weekly called Takeaways. Every Wednesday it drops and I usually try to bring a different guest from the industry on or with the team or anybody with insight to the NFL and uh, personalities from all over.
0: Oh, that's nice. That's what's up. That's good. I, I Man, I love to see uh, people hustling. That's all I care about. I don't care about all this men, woman, whatever it is. I don't care. If short, fat, skinny, and tall. We all can get it. You know what I mean? I'm like, let's get it all in there if we can hustle and figure a way out. I love to see uh, women on this thing. I, I want to ask you this. Um, I, I've had a lot of women on, especially like in the profession, in the business, and I've had yep. – we, we go back on this debate. Like, How do you feel – because I have no issue like uh, – Women in the coaching world, all right? We got the women in the coaching world now, and you're starting to see it in the NFL, a little more prominent. Um, Division one colleges are starting to do uh, use women um, on the sideline, in the games, etc. cetera. Um, how do you feel about it? This is my thing on it. Um, I'm the least sexist person you know, trust me, but obviously I get hated on. So I'm going to ask you, like, they're, so, like WNBA, right? They play a yeah. they play the game. It's five on five, just as it is in the NBA. And so, I have no issue with WNBA f- former players or coaches going to the NBA and coaching, like San Antonio Spurs, right? And and she left, and now she just won a title, I think, in the WNBA as a coach. And I think it's welcomed. I think they should NFL. My only issue is there is no equivalent to actually playing the sport for women. I mean. And, and I think the lingerie league is a slap in the face to women. That's just my personal opinion. But there's no equivalent. Like, it's hard for, no offense, Heidi Fang to go out there and tell Max Crosby, you need to club and rip and dip and go get up the field. Like, <laughs> I can I see that these grown men, now I could be wrong, looking at a woman and be like, all right, whatever, you didn't play. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, do you see that or do you, do you have a different perspective and you can school me up on it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I do have a different perspective, just being that, first of all, congrats to Becky Hammond and the Las Vegas Aces, because yes. that's what you were talking about. Secondly, yeah, um, my father was a coach, right? And so what I used to do after school was go sit in the bleachers and just watch. You know, i watch him, i listen to him, i talk, you know, with him, asking him different questions all the time. That's how I kind of got this love for what I do. And then on top of that, like, my mother was just huge football fan like everything she talked was football and so learning it for me was just part of life like just the way we grew up and then my cousins and i we used to play like little turkey bowls now that is nothing compared to the nfl nothing at all
0: those used to get nasty though
1: yeah yeah, we we get after each other. It was always a physical game. <laughs> so <laughs> I got okay. used as a prop more often than not. Like, hey, stand there and run this route. <laughs> Somebody come hit you. You know, you have to be ready for it. But, um, you know, as a kid of the 80s, too, I, grow, I grew up with this mentality like that the Wildcats movie was something that could actually happen with Goldie Hawn out there.
0: <laughs> my favorite. My favorite.
1: My favorite. <laughs> you know, so... Um, I just always kind of thought like anything is possible for anybody. And when you see like the Raiders bringing in Kelsey Martinez some years back as a strength and conditioning coach, you you start to see that there are opportunities. The 49ers with the coach that they had as well. You know, there's different people that come in from different walks of life that have the different vision. Now, yeah, of course, I think it would be a lot different as, as coordinators. You know, I don't know. If that's something where the NFL is ready to go yet. But again, I never put anything out of the realm of possibility. And I think that if you demand that respect for yourself and you're confident enough about what you do in life, then anybody, including Max Crosby or, you know, Jonathan Hankins or anybody could follow what you teach and preach as long as you're staying true to that.
0: No, no doubt. No doubt about it. Uh like you guys just hired a GM, right? You guys just got your first African American GM. She's she's there. Um, so maybe it changes for the better. I you know, I have no issue. Like I have no quarrels. I just real recognize is real. And I think people People see through fake, and if you're real, no matter the gender, color, creed, whatever, I think people yeah. respect it. I just, I hope to see it more, but I mean, sometimes they they do it, and 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 then I think that they they do it as a PR stunt for a lot of different, not just women. I'm just talking about in general. We do things. You're in-
1: what you're
0: saying. Yeah, yeah, like it's crazy. But so let me ask you this: Was it harder to get into MMA or the NFL as a female, t- in your
1: perspective? Well, you know, like you said, Real Recognizes is Real, and I was always kind of a hustler. I always stayed on my grind. So whenever I went into something, it was 100%. I never just said, well, I think I'll try this out and see how, you know, I learned everything there was about MMA. I learned everything I, I needed to know to be able to cover the NFL. So I, I can't say that it was harder in any respect. Like with MMA, I kind of started out by doing my own podcast. And I'm um, talking about it with a couple other guys back in New York. And then it got picked up uh, out here in Las Vegas for a 5 day week show. And then we just kept rolling from there. And then the access started with uh, UFC and Bellator and World Series of Fighting, everything. Um, back in the day was RFA before it was uh, Legacy Fighting Alliance. So we were all over the place covering everything. And Um, Every fighter always kind of treated me with respect when I didn't know enough about Muay Thai. I went and sat in a Muay Thai gym with a guy named Mark Beecher who taught me about it. The, you know, he was working with Matt Brown at the time, so The Immortal. And, like, I would just ask him questions, like, why does he approach at this angle? You know, what's exactly the art of eight limbs? How do you break this down? And then I would go into gyms with Robert Drysdale and watch them grapple for hours and just say, like, okay, well, how do you get, gra- you know, if you're trying to set up this kind of a choke, which way do you approach it from? You know, so what is this trip called if he's using this kind of a judo technique? You know, these are things I would just start asking so that I knew every single thing and every single angle of everything. And I try to do the same with the NFL. Like I've been talking to Brian Baldinger and like, can I sit with you? I want to watch film with you. <laughs> you know? Like These are just things oh, that yeah. I, I I naturally gravitate towards. And I guess I've always kind of been a savage on the inside. <laughs> so, well, I don't know what that's a product of. It's just what I've always kind of wanted to do with life. It, it, you know, things with combat and contact, they make more sense to me. I guess it's just, you know, gen- and within you know certain people that's just what I don't know speaks to you in some way so that uh, that's the way I just started learning things and I, I just asked and I trained a lot too and um pretty much every aspect of MMA as well just to be able to know what I'm talking about and do it myself
0: but look that's part of like the grind and the being professional I think whatever you attack you're attacking it two feet in not one foot in one foot out you're all in yeah, I'm gonna learn the sport. I'm gonna to try to cover, so I'm not looking out here like um. And people look at me like, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about." No, I can answer right. any question you bring to me. So much yeah. love to that respect. Um, so let me ask you this: Tonight's game, we got the Chiefs, Raiders. We all we know, and, and if you listen to anything I do, I've been super harsh on Derek Carr. Um, I, I I just, what is your breakdown of the Raiders? Because going into this NFC West or AFC West this year, we some media people big-time ESPN, all these people called the AFC West maybe the best conference of all time going mm-hmm. into this season. And now they've kind of struggled mildly. Uh, Raiders won last. The Chiefs, you know, bounced back after after losing to the Colts. They beat the Bucs. So the Chargers finally, you know, put two in a row together after being very injured team, it looks like. And the Raiders now getting a win. Um, they always play Kansas City tough. They're in Arrowhead. Tough place to play. I used to play there. Uh, tough place, loud environment, might be a little brisk tonight. Who knows, right? Um, what What do the Raiders got to do to get back in the hunt? And in my opinion, you could tell me I'm wrong in pounce hand, but I believe it all falls on Derek Carr and, and the ability to move the offense because of how talented you guys' roster really is, along with the AFC West roster in totality. I think it's very, very talented, and any one of these four teams can win it. I just think it comes down to the quarterback and obviously staying healthy. Am I wrong or what or what?
1: Well, I think some of it, too, is staying true to the ground game. I, I've been a big proponent of making sure that the run isn't something that you totally abandon, even if the game starts getting away from you. Just because if you're going to keep any defense honest, you got to make sure that you're pounding the rock. So on top of all of that, I think Josh Jacobs is a huge key to this game, even though the Chiefs run defense right now was, I think, top four in the NFL allowing just 65 yards on average per opponent. So you're going to have to make sure that you're still going at it, like at least 20 carries a game, I think, for especially against this opponent, because otherwise you're just going to be having the defense on you, you know, covering out with five corners the whole game and then what, yeah. you know, you're going to end up with a passer rating or what, you know, <laughs> not what you're hoping for if you're not staying true to the run. So that's something to me that I think that you really got to make sure that you keep with in this game. Even if you're only going two to three yards a carry, you're going to have to keep making it, keeping the defense honest. Right. So something with Derek Carr throughout his career is that he struggled against these chiefs only winning once an arrowhead that that 40 to 32 win some years back. So it's now, like, how do you recapture that? It's obviously not exactly the same team that it was then, but, you know, there's got to be a way for him in his career to be able to go into Arrowhead and overcome that monkey on his back, right? You have to be able to show that you can win this. Otherwise, you know, are you ever going to win a playoff game if you can't get past this opponent in the division? So my opinion is that if you're looking at this game and your Derek Carr, you have Devontae Adams, one of, if not the best runner in the NFL. You're going to have to hit him early. You're going to have to hit him often. Even if he's double covered, you got to try to make it happen with him because he's a guy that could go up and make those plays. If there's anybody in the NFL that can, it's Devontae, you know, especially if they man up at some point and you're able just to get him on a one on one battle. So you have Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro is likely to come back for this game. Those are going to be two key assets as well. So Matt Collins, too. He's been breaking out this year. I've been really impressed with what I've seen out of Matt Collins.
0: No, nah, no doubt. Uh, it's interesting. You say pound the rock, and I love the term. That's what we used to say, right, um, yeah. as coaches and players. Um, I know you grew up in a football environment. You say pound the rock. <laughs> yeah. Girl, I was like, oh, shit, I hear that. Um, so let, let me ask you this. Even if you – Pound the rock, two to three yards, like you say. And yeah. I agree. You have to continue to drill it in there so you can set up your play action and get Derek Carr to get those shots over the top when those guys yep. start to bite on the run. Because Josh Jacobs is a viable, viable threat, and yep. he can go the distance if he gets through the line of scrimmage. Now, I understand the Chiefs have a great D lineman. I think he's playing better than any D lineman in football right now, But Chris Jones, but at the same time, yep. You got to attack him, though. You got to attack him in the run game, and Josh Josh Jacobs gets skinny through there and gets through the line of scrimmage and gets to the second level, into the secondary. Um, He can make those DBs for Kansas City, which I don't think are the best, uh, miss, and you never know. And that just sets up Devontae Adams and play action pass, bang eight, post routes, comebacks. They can do a lot of different things with Carr because he does have the talent. I just think Carr lacks that it factor that the Raiders need to kind of get over the hump. But
1: Got to move out of that pocket, (laughs) (laughs) he's got to move out of that pocket you know like Uh, i mean when he does take those chances and runs when he's under pressure you know he's done pretty well but i don't think he does it enough
0: yeah i think russell wilson's in the same predicament he's kind of injured right now so on the other side of things in denver um let me ask you this i gotta get your take on this like so last night we have um we have the worst Late hit or targeting or a personal foul call you can ever see. Uh, Tom Brady gets tackled on this uh, on this play, um, and they call it a late they call it a late hit or whatever. Um, have you seen this still? Yes. What what?
1: <laughs> it's a sack.
0: I'm sorry. Oh no 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 no! Don't be sorry, girl. I love it. Like
1: it's a sack. sack,
0: right?
1: Tom Brady got sacked in. The now authority. now let me ask you this. <laughs> All right.
0: Now, Heidi, look at this. (laughs) Look at this one.
1: Oh, hold on. I'm going to need my reading glasses. Oh yeah. I remember that. So you remember that hit? Yeah.
0: And like, and he bounced up and was talking shit. Heidi, he was like, let's go. He was like, let's go, let's go. So now though, he gets up yesterday and, and, and tries to kick the dude. Mm
2: -hmm. And I don't know
0: if that's him and Giselle beefing and he's stressed out or what, But all I know is, right, that, like, we used to take hits like that, bounce up, clap about it, no penalty, and now we can't even normally sack the quarterback. And I think that game cost them, Atlanta, to have a shot at winning the game. Oh, yeah. yeah. an opportunity. Definitely. Um, So as a woman, and I heard you say pound the rock, you even think this is soft.
1: Yeah. That was a sack. If anything, they should be looking at finding Tom Brady for kicking the dude.
0: Uh, amen, and he should have—he should have donated <laughs> the damn penalty flag back to the NFL the <laughs> Referee Association. He said, "Man, here's the ref, here's the flag, dog. Don't call this shit."
2: But, Who
1: was it too? I think Quarterrell Patterson changed his Twitter, um, Abby, to being Jerome Boger, the referee.
2: <laughs> Did he
1: really? <laughs> he threw some shade, yeah.
0: Oh man, he's a hey, he's a JUCO product, so I know he's he's used yep. to being rough around the rough around the edges. So what uh, what other ma- what other matchups you like tonight? I know Waller hasn't had the great start of the year that we thought he would have, and that's again goes back to the quarterback to me. So is Devonte Adams, but um is so you're saying Hunter's back tonight?
1: Yeah, yeah. As far as everything's been trending towards practice, he took off that red non-contact jersey a couple of practices ago. It's been getting loose, so I think he's gonna be able to go in this game. I mean, Penny, any kind of setback that I'm unaware of, but yeah, I would think he definitely is playing tonight.
0: No doubt. Now, let me ask you some MMA stuff. So, we do some sure. betting games on Friday. Like, is okay. there is this weekend? Is this a big weekend for MMA?
1: You know, I think it is. Uh, this is gonna be one of those cards that you got to make sure that you're tuned into. I mean, uh, you know, lately. I've been really kind of, I'm going to be completely honest, a little out of the loop, but um, just because of NFL season taking over. um, But yeah, it's like, I I love MMA. I still love the sport. I follow it every weekend.
0: No doubt. Uh, Is there any like matchups you know of that I, because I don't know anything. Is there any UFC uh, matchups this weekend that you're aware of that I should be looking for? Uh Oh, did I lose her? Um. I think I lost her. Uh, hopefully, she'll call right back. Um, she's in a hotel with horrible Wi-Fi, she said before the show. So she's trying to get that going um in Kansas City. she's there for the Raiders, Kansas City game tonight. Uh, she covers them on the sideline, visual journalist, and she also does MMA UFC. So shout out to Heidi Fang for joining us. Um, see if she gets back. There we go. Um there you go. Oh, right.
1: I lost out the window.
0: Oh, you're good. Uh, you said, uh, is there, so I don't know anything about this stuff. Do you, uh, I know Islam, is it Islam and Oliveira? Are they, are yeah. they a big, big watch? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So Islam is like one of the premier fighters right now that has just seemed like unstoppable. Then you have Oliveira, obviously, who, you know, claimed UFC gold and is one of the best grapplers bar none in the not just the UFC, but anywhere, uh, he makes the impossible happen. So I've always been like, when when I see this kind of a matchup, this is definitely like a style matchup that you're gonna have to see how it, it pans out. You know, from what Islam does well versus what um, Oliveira does well. But I really, I've always, I've always thought that Oliveira could really pull out most any win um, when put under fire. Of course, he's had his good share of losses. Um, he's had struggles making weight back in the past, but I think he's got that under control now. So those are things that uh, I, I just think his mentality and mindset, the way he trains, he's still old school as they come when it, you know, he gets out there in the mat um, or any octagon, what you have you. So yeah, I mean, but Islam has seemed like pretty unstoppable uh it's gonna be fireworks i think i i I have a hard time picking right now my heart wants to say Oliveira, but my mind is saying islam
0: all right let me let me transfer back real quick uh i i got you for a couple minutes i know you're busy i appreciate appreciate you coming out
1: happy Um, to be here
0: let me ask you something quarterback play in the nfl okay i'm i'm critical of it i played the position i coached it i got 28 in the nfl i've I've sent i've got three quarterbacks that have gone on and played in the nfl 18 Division One quarterbacks. I'm like, I'm I'm critical, but I'm truthful. People think I'm a hater. I'm like, oh, I'm truthful. Actually, <laughs>
1: so,
0: let me ask you, who would you take over Derek Carr right now to to win in the Raiders, or do you keep Derek Carr? You're happy?
1: Like if I had my pick at any quarterback in the NFL,
0: like like let's just go down the line. So because Lamar, yeah. Yeah, I'm critical. of Lamar. I think Lamar has has the most. He's a skillful, talented, freaking nature. Like we know yes. it. I just don't think. I don't think he's sustainable in the NFL doing what he's doing. By he's this, missing
1: some this, big open shots yesterday,
0: yeah, he misses. He can't throw, uh, cons- you know, consistently and be accurate. He, he, you know, we're running the football with them, design runs, and the, by the quarterback, it's just not sustainable in my in my opinion. I've never seen it done in my life, but we'll we'll see. But anyway, do you take Lamar over Derek Carr right now?
1: That's a tough call. Um,
0: no. like like. I don't know if I do because I don't know if he's going to get the ball to Devontae Adams and, and, and Hunter Renfro any more than Derek Carr's getting it to him.
1: I like the, his like you said, his freak of nature aspect about him. But I think uh, between those two, I think I would keep Carr just based okay. on what the offense is and based on, you know, things like you see yesterday. I think the thing that I do like about Lamar is the the depth that he has when he throws the football. But, like you said, there's some, some accuracy concerns. I think what Derek Carr has been working on, especially since talking with Kurt Warner last year about it, was getting the ball into tighter windows. Um, that's taking those chances, uh, getting them up in between those spaces that are hard to make throws, that you got to be able to throw a 50 50 ball, those kinds of things. And I think if you have to push one of the two of them, to, to make those throws, I'd put Derek Carr to be able to do it more so than Lamar. Although Lamar, I mean, there's so much to like about Lamar Jackson. I think, you know, development-wise, he had somebody maybe like a guru that could work with him. Like, I mean, no disrespect to John Harbaugh and what he does, but I think like you look at um, Josh McDaniels and the offensive mind that he has and the Super Bowls that he's won and that kind of uh, work that he put in with Tom Brady over the years that he was with him. You know, I think that if he was working with Lamar Jackson, he definitely, um, helped level him up, so to speak. (laughs) I I think though there's, I think there's so much that Lamar is capable of. Oh man. I I just don't know right now with the, what I see out of the Raiders and their offensive plan that you would bring in Lamar, but I, I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's gonna have a ton of success with the Ravens, and I think they have a great thing working with them. But if you want to bring him into the the Raiders, where you have solid running backs, I think that's part of why they have so many design runs is they just haven't had that running back in Baltimore that's been able to do it for him lately. Um, and so you have to kind of get Lamar to use his legs a lot more. But yeah, I mean, ah, oh, I, I, I would right. love, I would love to see it. it All you know, right. no, it, let me ask you. Yeah. But-
0: Jalen Hurts. He's young. Yes. It's, he has changed
1: <laughs> I take Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I, I
0: think his mechanics has changed for the better. He's having a great bounce back year. I wasn't a fan. This year's kind of made me look at him a little more. I still think yeah. he's inconsistent, but I think the Eagles go as far as he goes. Would you take a young Jalen Hurts right now with this Raiders outside resources at wideout? Yes, I
1: would. I, I just I like what I've seen out of Jalen Hurts. I think he could make him uh, work with whatever you put out there scheme-wise. I think he's got right now, you know, when you look at um, his wide receivers, he's had Smith who hasn't really been the model of consistency, but I would love to see what he would look like with somebody like Devontae Adams uh, what that connection would look like. You saw what he did with Dallas Goddard yesterday and how he was able to get the ball to him and his tight end. Imagine that with Darren Waller. I, I like that, and you have a Miles Sanders type of running back. So you know that if you think of the pieces like the Raiders, like hey okay, Josh Jacobs instead of Miles Sanders, Darren Waller instead of Dallas Goddard, and then you have you know Devonta Smith and um, Devonte Adams. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Jalen Hurts and this offense would be a Super Bowl winner.
0: Now let me ask you this: um, It's interesting. He's also young, right? So you have that you have that longevity. You can give him a longer you know contract. Cars towards. He's still not old by any means, but he's at the back end of his deals yeah, uh, compared years to other guys. So look, AFC West, and I, I, I'll get you out of here. I appreciate you so much. AFC West is is we know all four quarterbacks on paper are, are are big bag winning guys, right? They all got this big bag. They've all got this payday um, in the AFC West right now. You're starting at the Raiders. You cover the Raiders. You're starting up the Raiders. What quarterback out of these four do you take? Okay. Go ahead. Pick one. You got the Raiders. Yeah, you pick a quarterback out of those four.
1: any four. Any four in the NFL. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to list some.
0: No, any four out of the AFC West.
1: Out of the AFC West? Who would I take? I would take Mahomes. Or, oh, man, but there's Herbert, too. It's like, (laughs) I'm going to leave Russell Wilson where he is, but, oh.
2: Hey,
0: I'm on record saying with
1: the team with the team that the Raiders have and their existing components. Oh man, I mean, I think I would go Mahomes.
0: Makes sense. I mean, either one. I don't think you could. I don't think you could be wrong with Mahomes or 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 Herbert. Uh, I picked Russell Wilson to be the damn MVP candidate and take Denver to the AFC title game. How bad does that look? I mean, that's how <laughs> bad they look. Like, yeah, I I'm mean, damn, Russell, he looks horrible. I, but you know what? Oh man, I don't know where to even begin. Them and the Colts, I picked both of them to be go run deep in the AFC, and they both look absolutely horrible.
1: Yeah, I thought the Colts would be better than there. I did. I did too. I mean, I thought with Jonathan Taylor, you he's know, really yeah, I, I thought it would be. And Matt Ryan there, I thought, okay, maybe Maddie Ice still has some left in that arm.
0: Me too. It's it looks bad. It looks bad. It's not, <laughs> it's not
1: looking that good. On <laughs> it look,
0: like it, it looks bad on scheme. It looks bad talent-wise. Like defense yeah. isn't there. The run game's gone. And I'm just like, man, Denver's defense is still playing at least.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, the defense is good.
0: You know, you have the Denver defense, which is always going to travel. I think I think defense travels, so that's always good. Um. But other than that, like, man, I, I don't know um, how that's going to work out and, and how that ends up happening, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's not supposed to be too bad tonight, so so it won't be too cold, and I and, uh, hope you enjoy the game. And like I said, I'll, I'm going to be uh, – hopefully everybody here follows Heidi on Twitter. Make sure you get her uh, MMA and you follow her show. Uh, and also uh, – now, what are you on? 920 AM, is that in
1: Vegas? Yeah, it's in Vegas, or you can find it on the Raiders app as well. You just go to the Raiders app. They have a listen tab, and then every morning, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific, I'm I'm on there.
0: Oh, morning tailgate. Shout out. Um, I appreciate you coming on like I always. I know you're getting ready for the game. It's already, what, 3.30 out there?
1: Yeah, cool. yeah. We're about to head out about 20 minutes now, 30 minutes, something like that. Get over to yep. Arrowhead, see, what, see what's popping.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Heidi, I appreciate you so much for coming on. And like I said, you got a new fan in me and and everybody in the audience. So I appreciate you. And we'll have to do it again.
1: Thank you. Appreciate you
0: having me. Take care. Clap it up, Heidi Fang. Uh, Much love to her showing up and helping and uh, dropping some knowledge. That is a very knowledgeable female in this profession. Um, let me get you right, right back, back to back. We, we got, of course it's menace Monday and without the menace himself, we wouldn't be uh, calling it menace Monday. And, uh, so Zach Smith's joining the show right away. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Zach, what's going on? You want to make an announcement? Cause you got a lot of followers on my show. What happened to yours? Are you, is your show on Patreon today for some, cause some malfunction again? Yeah,
2: I, I, I signed an advertising with, with my advertising agent. I'm moving my show over there to try to maximize revenue. And and I didn't know what the fuck indigenous people day was, but apparently no one at the company works on indigenous people day or Columbus day, whatever the fuck it is. So I knew there was going to be some hiccups. I just thought these, I thought they'd be working today and they could help me fix them and we'd be good, but they're not back in the office till tomorrow. So my show it's on Patreon. It's still on YouTube. You can watch it for free. You don't have to pay five bucks a month to get on Patreon. But if you really want a podcast, the only way to get it until hopefully tomorrow is on Patreon.
0: So Zach does a hell of a job, breaks down all things college football. He gets in after it. So make sure you guys follow his breakdowns daily day. -day. Make sure you follow him on Twitter as well. Um, Let me, let me put up his banner. Um, Zach's banner. I love Zach's banner by the way that we have, because you know, we put him down. He hates Tim Brando. And that is (laughs) the favorite thing that I put on there. I love seeing that. Uh, Man, I'm old here, dog. I, you know, I haven't seen you in a week or so. So, you know, uh appreciate you you're my new fucking co-host uh oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh let me let me i just had man the lady i just had on heidi fang were you watching
2: yeah i was listening to it
0: listen um you know her shit man she's pretty good uh she's mma and the raiders so uh but hey she she didn't give a fuck she's like oh i'll take my homes over my guy <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, over our guy <laughs> <laughs> I was like shit. He's uh, like fucking Ryan Day saying, I think I'd take Bryce Young if I could pick any quarterback. <laughs> like huh?
0: <laughs> hey, that's what I was about to say. Like goddamn, okay. You're going to be on the sideline tonight, girl. Um, <laughs> fuck. Hey, so let me I got I got I got I got something I want to start out with a bang. Has yeah. Melt Tucker completely crippled two
2: fucking programs in the last 3 years? I mean, he was playing with he was he was paying with fool's gold anyways, right? Like he he revamped Michigan State, and the reality is this, right? Mark D'Antonio is the reason that Michigan State got crippled. And Mel Tucker hit fool's gold. I mean, he hit lightning in a bottle in the portal, his that first class, and he flipped them quick. But anybody who knows football knows that wasn't long-lived. He's got to build the recruiting base up. It's going to take him a couple years, unless, like I said before the season, unless this motherfucker just owns the portal. Like, he's the best portal guy ever. Best, then maybe he could do it consistently but he knows he's out there recruiting his ass off high school kids and he's going to use the portal to try to fix shit you know on a one-year fix but he knows that's not the long haul so we'll see um we'll see what he does in, in you know three years when he has a chance to bring in recruiting classes and actually build a program and not just quick fix with the doak walker award winner you know now nah, but i my thing is though like
0: if this goes south, we can literally say he fucked Colorado and set them back three years, and he fucked Michigan State and may have set them back three years if this thing unfolds as a as a shit show in Michigan State after last year having a good year, and now it looks like year one again yeah. in year three. And I know that's kind of the norm now with the Porto and NIL deal, but we could easily be saying this guy fucked over two programs in three years and set them both back. Um Colorado's now open again, looking for a coach. Um, obviously, we've got our first fire, who me and you literally have said months ago on this show, Matt Rule would probably be the first NFL fired guy. Mm-hmm. He got fired today. Do you see Matt Rule landing in a place like Colorado, Arizona State, Auburn if they do get rid of Harson? Um, there's some jobs open. Georgia Tech. Do you take a rule over a kind of an electric figure right now in a Deion Sanders or anyone right. like that?
2: Well, he's going to be on every list, right? He's Matt's going to be on every list that comes out, even schools like Colorado that I don't think he would ever take. Um, But he'll be on every list. He'll get a phone call from every school. And then it's a matter of fit. The, the, the one that I'm keeping my eye on and the one I think he wants and that he could get is Penn State. Now, Penn State's undefeated, so I'm not saying they're getting fired. But I, I know James Franklin and that – That shit is fraudulent. Like that one, they're going to lose at least two games this year. And at some point, you know how this stuff works. If the right guy's out there and wants to come, they'll fire a guy for no reason. I mean, it happened at, it happened at Notre Dame and Florida when Urban Meyer was at Utah because Florida fired, uh, whatever's Ron Zook and he, he did a decent job. Like, I don't know if he warranted getting fired but they fired him because they wanted urban meyer well notre dame the minute they heard that knowing that notre dame was urban's dream school they fired ty willingham who also did a decent job you know he wasn't on the hot seat per se until urban won, went undefeated and won a bcs bowl and it was like oh shit we that's our guy we got to get him and so they just fired their coaches and then notre dame ended up with charlie weiss
0: Hey, I got an interesting take. I want to pass by you. I've been thinking about this and I'm like, man, with the, today's culture that we know is soft as baby shit in this college football landscape, which I think is trending upwards in the NFL. NFL's is as bad at football I've seen in 30 years. Um, this is the take I got. I, I, I got this take that I wrote down on my phone. I was like, man, I need to ask Zach this today. Um this is my deal um, because of the portal and the lack of grit and flat out disregard, in my opinion, for, for the kids, forefathers, basically we talked about this, the cats that have come and paved the way and grinded and, and, and played and people, you know, didn't care about a bowl sitting out a bowl game for going to the NFL draft. We're going to play with our teammates and brothers. Cause we said we would, but, um, they are showing it right now, and in my opinion, these kids nowadays are really showing their lack of respect for the forefathers who kind of paved the way. Let me explain this, though. How many kids lose a game after the NCAA tournament in basketball, and, and did you see them in the portal on the fucking airplane last year during the tournament? I saw three kids enter the portal while they're on the plane after losing in a Sweet 16. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me, dude. And... <laughs> And I'm like, dude, losing football to to every single day we're seeing kids in the portal. We wouldn't have seven thousand kids in the portal, in my opinion, if if there were some tough skinned kids out here. Yeah. But is this the proof that I need to really prove that I'm right when I say this, that these kids are as absolutely soft as shit?
2: Let me just well, I mean, they, they are soft as shit. I mean that that just oh, is know, true. Yeah. no and, doubt. And everything that's going on in the landscape has given them more more abilities to remain soft like back in you, you kids came in soft all the time they just had to toughen up now they don't have to yes and yes. the crazy thing about the portal the way i look at it is every situation is different like you could talk about the general impact of the portal but for every ajayi hall who who leaves alabama because that shit's too hard goes to texas guess what texas is hard too he has one catch for seven yards this year for every kid like that where you know that kid's either soft a shit bag something there's another kid like Kenneth Walker III, who was at Wake Forest, wasn't really, you know, a national name, but was a good back, and he's like, you know what, I'm going to go to Michigan State and be their guy, wins the Doak Walker Award, or um, Jamison Williams, my kid from Ohio State, great kid, hard worker, not, not soft at all, but he was like one of three first rounders at Ohio State. Well, he transfers to Alabama, and he's damn near the best receiver in the, in college football, so I think there's multiple different reasons kids answer, and kids like that, like Jordan Addison at USC, he's having a good year. He wanted to go have a chance for a national championship. That shit ain't happening in a pit. So he gets to level up and go to a better place and also thrive. But for every one of those, you have, like you said, Jermaine Burton, starting receiver at Georgia, doesn't get a lot of touches, leaves after beating Bama in the national championship game, and he stinks at Bama. Stinks.
0: Let me ask you this. I think mental fortitude to bounce back after a loss in college football and in the NFL is at an all-time low. Back in the day, we coached Zach, we might have lost a tough game, and then there was a 24-hour rule, we're over it, let's go. We're not going to let Michigan State beat Ohio State two weeks in a row, right? Yeah, let's right. just say we lost the game to Michigan State last week, and then this week we got Michigan. There's no way we're going to have a downer because Michigan State beat us on a last-second field goal. Let me explain this. USC beat Oregon State twice, in my opinion, twice. They beat yeah. them. Oregon State goes to Utah and absolutely gets drubbed because, in my opinion, they couldn't bounce back. All right. UCLA, in my opinion, beat Washington twice. Mm-hmm. Arizona State just beat Washington,
2: bro. Arizona know,
0: State is fucking horrible.
2: Well, further and to your is, point, further further to your point, JB, Ohio State's opponents right now are 0 6 the week after playing Ohio State or 0 5, whatever it is. Same, same exact point, right? They lose to Ohio State. You look at Wisconsin. They get drugged by Illinois after losing to Ohio State. Ohio, every team Ohio State's beat, the next week they lost again. They lost two in a row, all of them.
0: Hey, how about this? A&M beat Arkansas twice. Uh, yep. TCU beat Oklahoma twice. Oklahoma just got fucking drugged again after TCU blew them out. I, I, I see the trend, Zach, and like you said, I think you beat one team and then they're just fucking done. You got cats entering the portal? You got catch crying and bitching, and then your team is a total gets blown out. Is yep. it harder now for these coaches to get these kids riled up to play and if they lose a game? Like do you have to go fucking undefeated yep. to get participation by your kids?
2: I mean, it's 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 kind of become the way college football is now, right? Because what else are they playing for, right? Like you lose a conference game and you're like, fuck, we're not going to win the Pac 12. Well, we're damn sure not making the playoffs. And so we're going to go play in the, like the, the, the mustard mayo bowl for what? Like the, the college footballs, because the bowl games don't really matter anymore, it's become like a one loss and you're done if you're, if you're seeking that national, that national landscape, right? Now, if you're Oregon State, you don't have any delusion that you're going to make the playoffs. So, so obviously you will, you're not trying to lose. You're not expecting to lose, but you know you're probably going to. So I think there's a. It's a little bit easier to bounce back after if you're that team. But if you're Washington, they come out, they 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 beat a Big Ten opponent. All of a sudden, they're getting some hype, and they're like, "Man, we got a chance to make a run at this." And then they lose, and it's like, "Fuck, everything we were working for is gone." And then they come back the next week, soft the shit, and lose to Arizona State. Like, come on, man.
0: Let me ask you this: I'm going to ask you a few teams. Tell me if they're a uh, fraud or legit.
2: KU. No, I think they're a good football team. I mean, because I, I, I I'm high on TCU, and that was a fucking game. It was a game. They yeah,
0: just could have won that game, arguably by yeah, twelve. They
2: could have won that game. And TCU, TCU, I think, I think has a chance to make some noise. We'll find out this weekend against Oklahoma State. But I think Kansas is a good football team.
0: All right, TCU, who played them? Are they a Final Four contender, or are they still a f- uh, fraud?
2: Well, yeah. here's the thing. Here, I. I I think they I don't think they're a fraud, but I'm really high on Texas right now. And I think if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt, they beat Bama. They certainly don't lose to Texas Tech, and they're the number two or number three team in the country, undefeated right now. So I don't know. I think TCU beats Oklahoma State this weekend, but that November 12th matchup with Texas, ah, I don't know if I can pick them to win. So I think TCU is a really good team, but I think Texas is really hot right now.
0: Really? Um, all right. Uh, I was going to ask you about Texas, so you answered that question. Um, that's interesting because I think K, KU, TCU, and Texas also have a chance to win it if if Oklahoma State, who did not look very good against Texas Tech, in my opinion, the other day catching that game, uh, even though I think they're pretty loaded roster-wise, again, their quarterback to me, I don't know, he's like, to me, reminds me of kind of a Penn State deal, how you were talking, he's a fucking, yeah. he was there four years. I don't know if he's a guy to get him through the hump. Right, let me ask you this. UCLA.
2: I mean, I'm, I'm high on UCLA. I, I think UCLA might beat USC. Um, I, just I thought about that. I mean, I DTR is playing really well at quarterback and you got to think now this kid. I, so I, 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 didn't recruit is him your, but I was your, at his school. Does your video look good? Yeah. Cause everybody's
0: saying we can't, you're cloudy on our end. We can't see you, but I, I thought it was me, but everybody's saying the same thing. Um, it's all right. I hear you fine. Um, Okay, so UCLA, I agree with you. I think they may be SC, and I think they're following under the radar because SC is the team everybody looks at, oh, and yeah. then UCLA is coming out and just beating everybody. So go ahead. Sorry,
2: what, what were you saying? UCLA is what? No, I was, uh, the kid, Dorian Thompson Robinson, he was at, at Bishop Gorman in Vegas when Tate Martell was there, and I I recruited Tate to Ohio State, and he played receiver. So people don't realize he never played quarterback in high school until his last year, and he came into UCLA. He was going to be a project. And Chip Kelly's. I, it, from what I've seen, he he's completed the project. The kid's a good player, and no so doubt. I, I I really like him. They put, they're playing good defense. Um, I know USC has the star power and the sexy names, but I I like UCLA right now.
0: I like them too. I like them too. Um, let me ask you this. So I saw your deal is Ohio State number one. I did not see the rankings. Did they put Ohio State at one?
2: No, they put they uh they put Georgia one. I I had to pull them up. I think Georgia one, uh, Alabama two, Ohio State three.
0: Wow. So Alabama struggles again with AM. Um Tennessee, are they legit?
2: You know, we're going to find out this weekend. I think, I, I think they're definitely legit. I don't know if they're, they're capable of beating Bama and Georgia because the reality is this. Tennessee has the toughest... For, for a team that's not normally a legit team, they have by far the toughest path to get there because they would have to either beat Bama and Georgia in the regular season or... Perfect scenario. They lose to Bama this weekend, upset Georgia. Then they got to beat Bama's ass or Ole Miss in the SEC championship game. Like, that is the likelihood of all three games going their way is so low. But I I, love Henning Hooker. I love. I, lo- I, I like, other than their secondary, I think their secondary is a little suspect. Their rush defense is great. Their, their play, skill on the perimeter is really good. I mean, I think Tennessee's a really good football team. I just don't think they're quite there yet to actually win win that three-game stretch like I just talked about. Let me ask you this Michigan struggle Indiana for the most part of the game I caught the end of
0: it fourth quarter they they just to me I, I I the McCarthy kid I don't know if I'm sold on him as being the guy that can win in natty uh is he is is Michigan a team that Ohio State should be worried about or is it a team that can actually have a hiccup before they even
2: get to Ohio State? Uh, so this weekend will be the weekend, right? They they got Penn State coming into the big house. Uh, Penn State's undefeated. We'll find out which one of those two's fraudulent. Um, but the issue with Michigan is what it's always been. It's what it's been since Jim Harbaugh got there. Jim Harbaugh fucks it up. He just does because he he made the switch, which I to be to his credit, I didn't think he had the balls to do it to go from Cade McNamara, took him to the playoffs to the more talented, better player JJ McCarthy. But the only problem is he's trying to force JJ McCarthy to be Cade McNamara. And it's like, damn, will you let this kid just like flourish and grow? I mean, the kid—they—they they took three—they took three deep ball shots. He was over three. They don't—they don't fully let him open it up, and that's what happened in that game. The first half, it was Jim Harbaugh fucking it up. So it's ten to ten at halftime to a bad Indiana team, and then in the second half, he kind of let JJ go a little bit, but he still won't just unleash him and just like take the chains off and let the motherfucker play. Let him make mistakes. Let him learn. Let him develop. He just won't do it. He's like such a tight ass, like he, just, he he's, he's got to let him loose and if he look does he, i think they got a look chance
0: look what he wears every day um yeah. let me ask you this the top four teams right now who is the least impressive to you out of these top four right now um uh, alabama struggled again with an am team that has been beat by Appalachian. they've struggled versus other teams arkansas should have beat them um Michigan struggled at home to beat Maryland. I mean, you, we've had all of them, right? Um, yeah. Ohio State had a few hiccups early. It didn't blow out the teams like we thought. And Notre Dame, who's ended up being not very good. But they've been playing better lately. Um, who's the least impressed top four team in your opinion?
2: I mean, honestly, it's 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 a toss-up for me. I think Michigan has been the benefactor of playing just just dog shit teams. And, you know, that happens sometimes where the schedule's just built that way. I mean, they certainly didn't intend it that yeah. way five years ago when they put it together. But I, they've benefited from that, so I can't pick them because they haven't had the opportunity to struggle like some other teams. But uh, Georgia's just glaring to me. I mean, Missouri should have beat Georgia. Like, Missouri's awful. It's second-worst team in the SEC. They're terrible. No, and then no. Kent state was within, I mean, within 10 points of Georgia. And it's just Georgia has been a fraudulent team for me ever since all those kids went to the NFL. I think their secondary is a little bit suspect. I think there, I know their skill in the perimeter is below average, but Bama up to, to your point, Bama hasn't looked great either. I mean, I'll, I'll give them somewhat of a free pass that Bryce young didn't play against a but still they looked like shit. Let, let me ask you this. Uh, what do you think about this fucking setup right here, man? Do, you, do oh, you take
0: anything out of this seriously, or is this just a fucking joke all around?
2: Man, it's just for show. You know, it's just for PR. That's, prime time's the show when you go to HBCUs, and, if, and I get it. You're another head coach. He, he's pissed they lost. Prime time wins. Like, jealous of prime time. It's like, I get it, but like, come on, man. I,
0: I- it's a joke. I, you know, Eddie Robinson's dad, I, I get it. You're, you're the legend. Your kid's not. And right. he came out and said, Dion's not HBCU. Dion came back and said, who, if I'm not, who is? Because there's nobody really from HBCU except your daddy who's been here for 100 years or whatever. It just, to me, is like, dog. It, that is why the HBCU will never become a serious contender to anybody outside of the HBCU. Because yeah. they are a mockery and a fucking joke. Like that's what people don't I, I hate to tell you that, but that's the truth. Dion has made you relevant. Period. Yeah.
2: Like well, that's what it was, right? He was he was trying to get headlines. He was trying to get clicks, trying to get his name in there for recruiting and everything else, right? Yeah. That's all it was.
0: And does that help him get the Georgia Tech job? Or like do you see him being a
2: viable asset at, at Georgia Tech? Talking about Dion? Yeah. Uh, you know, with NIL, Dion's an asset anywhere because he's going to bring barstool money. He's going to bring NIL right. deals to top recruits. I mean, he, he's going to fundraise better than anybody in America just because he is primetime. He is Dion, right? right? So right. he has great value now. I, you know, I don't know how good of a football coach he is. I haven't really studied him, Uh, but you know, he can't be that good. He's never coached. He can't be like, he can't be he's like not. fucking Steve Sarkeesian. He can't be he's, like. some
0: he's, he's not coach. He's not. Right. Trust me. I know a little bit about inside. He's not. But, hey, kudos to him, man. There's other coaches that we know that shouldn't be fucking coaching Pop Warner Youth Football and is out there coaching at Alabama. So, I mean, we see it every day. I don't know. Um, So right now, if you grade it out conference per conference right now, let me ask you this first, even before you grade them out, is the Pac-12 better than you thought?
2: Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I think it's – you know, Oregon's is better than they than we thought they were after week one, right? I think Utah's a, a solid team, and UC, USC, UCLA. I mean, they they look like any other conference, right? With two legitimate contenders right now. I mean, outside of let's you could say, I mean, the SEC and the Big Ten have three, right? Four really. SEC has four. They have Tennessee, Ole Miss, Alabama, Georgia. There's only going to be two remaining at the end. But just like the the Big Ten East has three in Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, and the Pac-12 has two. They have USC, UCLA, but in years past, yeah, after yeah. six games, there was nobody left standing on the West Coast. Right, right. So they, it's left. They've leveled up.
0: So if you gave them a grade, uh, I, I give the Pac-12 right now a, 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 a light B, leaning towards B minus. I think Washington State's better. I think Washington's better. I think um, you ha- Arizona's obviously better than they were last year. They're still shitty. Oregon seems to be getting better. Uh, Oregon State's better. Um, Mm -hmm. I think those top top teams are pretty good. Colorado's probably the worst D1 in football. Um, That hurts the Pac-12. I think uh, Arizona State's very bad, even though they just beat Washington. So it kind of is like an oxymoron, what I just said about Washington. But um, Washington, that loss looks like last year's Washington. They just can't afford that setback, in my opinion, if they're trying to build a team. Um, so I think the P- the Pac-12 gets a light B, uh, B-minus maybe. Um, who, your guys, Big 12, Big 10, where do you grade those guys? KU's better. TCU's well, better. Oklahoma State's still undefeated. Uh, we still have a Baylor that we don't know much about. Texas Tech and Texas. Uh,
2: you like Texas. Are Is that conference above a B-minus? I mean, w- when I look at it, right, the Pac-12 and Big 12 have been a C-minus at best in the past three years, almost every year, right? And Oklahoma every now and then was decent. And you look at those conferences now, there's there's three or four teams that you respect on a national landscape. But And in the Big 12, like you said, Okie State, TCU, Kansas, Texas. I mean, there, there's teams that you're like, these teams are good. They're good football teams. Now, they might not be able to make it to the playoffs, but they're good football teams. That hasn't been true in years past. And right. the one conference that just remains dog shit is the ACC. It's just, it's the worst conference of football. And that's why Clemson might skate through to, to a playoff berth, even though I think they're fraudulent. The ACC so- is bad.
0: Uh, Clemson um, beat a dog shit, fucking, what do you call it? Uh, we're, we're hearing all this shit about NC State. They're so good, and so they struggle. They, they beat Florida State again. Florida State's starting to look like, okay, Norville's back on the seat. Is Norville back on the fucking seat now? They've lost two in a row. They're more competitive, obviously. But let me ask you this more important question. Are presidents, ADs, and these hiring firms – understanding that college football is watered down more than ever. And are we really more competitive or is it just shittier across the landscape and we're still shitty? Well,
2: I, I don't know if what they realize, but what they should realize is they're the motherfuckers with the hose spraying the water in college football. They're the ones watering this shit down by how they hire people, who they hire, like how they operate these athletic departments. The the ADs and administration is the one fucking this up because they're, they're the hiring process is, is a joke. I mean, they're hiring guys based on agencies and search firms. And it's like, at some point, you have to look in the mirror and say, oh, wait, I'm the problem. <laughs> and that's what they, they need to do. But I don't think they know their ass from their forehead, to be honest with you.
0: So, hot seat right now before I get you out of here. Hot seat in your opinion.
2: Norville, yes or no? No, and the only reason why no is I give everybody that got hired that COVID year a free pass. He had no opportunity to to do shit his first year in a program. So, this is really year two for him in my book. So I think it's warm. It's warming up for sure, but I don't think it's hot until next year. Okay. Harson. Oh, hot as a motherfucker. I mean, that, that shit is on fire. His ass is third degree burns already.
0: Drinkowitz or whatever his name is in Missouri.
2: I mean, it's probably heating up, but it's Missouri, man. That's tough. That's a tough job.
0: They shouldn't be in the fucking
2: SEC. I mean, no, they up. should have never left the Big Twelve. And honestly, why are they not in there with KU and K State and,
0: Mich- and, and 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 fucking Oklahoma State, which they could drive to. Like, right. why are why are we not in a conference where we could drive to the games? Like, it's fucking stupid. All right. Um. So Syracuse and 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 we talked about them earlier in the year. Um, they're in this ACC, which proves how shitty that conference is. I, nobody right. knows about Syracuse. I don't know. Are they any good at all? I, have you watched them? Because I haven't.
2: I mean, I haven't watched them, but they're undefeated, which is mind-blowing to me. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <what I'm
0: saying. laughs> like, who the fuck have they played? I, anyone?
2: So they got they got to play NC State this weekend. They beat Wagner, Virginia, per- Purdue, who's not terrible. They beat UConn and Louisville, who's, who's I mean, not good, but they're not terrible.
0: Man, I wish we could define fucking terrible Listen, and not good right now. They're, in the they're,
2: they're, they're coming back down to reality real quick. Their next, their next three games, NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame. It's like, hey, it was fun while it lasted, bitches.
0: <laughs> and fucking North Carolina it just seemed to shit the bed again, right? They're back yeah. to being shitty. Um, all right. Those three coaches right now, obviously he's saving his job there in Syracuse. Yeah. Um, who, who the fuck is – Going to get the Arizona State job, and does it even fucking matter to you because of SCUCLA leaving? Is that just deterred
2: everyone from even going there? I mean, go for what, right? It, one, it's 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 not been a good job for a long time. It should be. I mean, the, the Phoenix is the Scottsdale. That whole area is awesome. Great football too, Um, but nobody's been able to get it done there. And so you you look at those schools, those Arizona Arizona State schools. They always seem to. Make those hires right. The NFL coordinator, NFL—I mean, Herm Edwards was a was a successful NFL coach, or they hire like some coordinator from USC or somebody, some West Coast guy that's had a little success, and it just never seems to turn the corner. And now with USC UCLA UCLA leaving, like, why is a coordinator at UCL USC? Let's say, why would you go be the head coach at Arizona State? You you might be in the Mountain West tomorrow.
0: Uh, that. I, uh. That's what I'm saying, man. They're fucking be playing San Jose and fucking San Diego State here real shortly. Um, I, I don't know. Let me ask you this before you get out of here Analytics versus common sense. Am mm-hmm. I out of my mind to say that we have lost all common sense and based all of our fucking coaching habits on analytics? This guy's oh, daily. Going for it on fourth
2: down and shit like that. Can you
0: blow my mind, dog? What did you think about him going for it on fourth down and. He continues to get away with basically murder because he's not going to it's not going to be too sustainable. Um,
2: What's your take on this fucking analytics bullshit against common sense is punt the football. I mean, I think the analytics definitely are important. And I think, you know, there's a lot to be said about when to go for it on fourth down and when to go for two shit like that. I think those charts and those deep, deep dive analytics are really important because it's like Vegas gambling odds like it will pay off in the long run. Outside of the fact that you have to have some awareness of the fucking game. Fourth and two, the chart says go for it. You're on the fucking minus 40-yard line. If you don't get it, they need 10 yards and they kick a field goal. Like, that's just dumb. I don't give a fuck what chart says what. Exactly. The chart is great. The analytics are awesome. Like, those studies, they're going to continue to evolve the game. But the coach still has to make a judgment call based on actual football. Like, otherwise, we'd have fucking college football nerds out here just just coaching everybody. Uh, that, that's one of my point is, man. Like, what we'll just hire
0: this fucking analytic guy that's fucking writing shows out here and say, hey, you know what? You coach fucking San Diego Chargers tomorrow oh. if you want. Like, because like, a... your analytics are so fucking dead on, balls accurate. Like, dog, they are killing these teams. They lost. They did not go to the playoffs last year because of that. And Cleveland Browns, if they have Tucker for the Ravens, they win the game. Oh yeah. So, you know, I don't know, man. I don't get it. It's fucked up. Um it is unbelievable. Um I you know, it is what it is, but hey, so so be it. Any games
2: this week that we should be looking forward to at the college landscape? Um tell well, tell our fans, so it's the it. second time in college football history that that six different teams are playing. So there's three games where all six teams are five and zero or better. That's never. It's only happened once before in 1993. Because you have uh, TCU, Okie State, Penn State, Michigan, and Alabama, Tennessee, all this weekend. So the Ohio State has a bye. So Buckeye fans are going to sit back and drink a couple beers and enjoy some at, at least some landscape clearing games, right? I don't know if they're as if all those teams are as good as advertised, but at least you're going to fuck around and find out, right? <laughs> at least they got to play someone else who hasn't lost.
0: Yeah, you got Michigan Penn State. You got Alabama, Tennessee, right? Yep. You got who else is undefeated in this in this one? TC Oklahoma State. TCU Oklahoma State. That's a big game, man. That's big a fucking game. big one right there. Um that's gonna be interesting. And then Clemson, who has who? Um Does it matter? They're not playing uh they're not playing Florida State yet, are they? Yeah, they are. Um, they are.
2: I think they are. I think
0: Florida state had like the big three in a row.
2: Yep. They are. They play, they got to play Florida, Florida state Saturday night.
0: Oh man. Florida state's fucked. Last thing. I know I keep saying last thing. Matt McChesney was on my show last week with you and we talked and he said, man, if Oklahoma gets drugged by Texas, uh, Venables could be fired. I don't think so because I just think we would have heard about it already. I don't hear anything, but, uh, Venables looks like a fucking fish out of water right now. That program looks horrible, and not all guys are head coaches, and he is the epitome of a guy that should coach defense
2: only. Um, well, he, he, there's a reason why he didn't take a job, right? I mean, he was he was a Broyles <laughs> Award finalist every fucking year, was yeah. on every list, like got offered jobs left and right, and he never took one.
0: Uh, uh, coach, they look horrible. I'm going to be honest. I mean and like the whole program looks fucking in disarray disarray like the offense and defense look absolutely dog shit special teams is fucked up like everybody time management clock management it's fucked up and I'm just like holy shit dude I don't know if if Bob Stoops ain't back there before the year I'd be shocked <laughs>
2: right isn't he always back there it seems like every fucking 5 minutes he's he's like fucking uh what's his name Pruitt at Marshall when I went there that motherfucker was a legendary guy like Randy Moss all those guys Chad Pennington Byron Leftwich retired had a oh, steakhouse I mean, and just he just was at the facility every day and you're like fuck is this guy gonna get us fired isn't it he's like Phil Fulmer and fucking Barry Alvarez right 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 it's exactly right and you know what? Ultimately, he got Doc Holliday fired. <laughs> exactly right. I know. Hey, Pruitt was there when I took my
0: visit to Marshall and fucking Leftwich was my trip advisor and took me around and shit. So, like, that was out of JUCO in 99. Right. So, I'm like, fuck, yeah, dog. I was like, first time ever being on that side of the country, Huntington, West Virginia. I'm like, oh, beautiful oh. green place. That was like fucking uh, Meth Lab Central oh, and fuck, shit when man. you live. Uh, you leave the you leave the campus and I was like, holy fuck! I I know, like I'm in Compton, but oh, it is what it is. Hey man, uh, make sure you follow Zach and Minister Sports, and uh, we'll be talking, man. I'll see you soon. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. Make sure you follow Zach on everything, and uh, make sure you pound that like button, subscribe, become a member today. Best dollar ninety nine there is um join it today if you're not a member because we will be going to all members only especially with all the dick writing trolls that always come in here and uh even though you know hey man i love my haters they're our biggest fans but it is what it is uh appreciate you everybody that joined me and matt this morning for the wake up call show uh shit we had 500 people in there man it's it's cracking in the morning i appreciate all you guys joining that show and uh we're getting after it, man. We're gonna have the best morning football talk show in America, especially in the morning. So make sure you become a member, man. We're gonna be breaking down all things football every morning, NFL mostly, but we'll get into some college stuff. And uh, you know, it is what it is. So um Rick Inc., I don't really give a fuck. I just said become a member. I don't need to hear why, motherfucker. Just become a member or don't fucking become a member and get the fuck out, bitch. I don't give a fuck. I'm not, I'm not making excuses up for you why you should become a member. Bitch, I'll give you a free bottle of vodka, or maybe I'll give you some slap dick and slap you with some dick. Motherfucker, shut up. Stop asking stupid-ass questions. Hey, TJ. Hey, TJ, TikTok fucking banned me, probably because of what I just did right now. They banned me, and... Um, for a posting until tomorrow, man. So you won't get it on TikTok, but you'll get it on Twitter and uh, Instagram tonight. Maybe they'll ban me too. I don't fucking know, dog. I get banned. There's no social media platform for me, man. I mean, you gotta love it and hate it. Like guys like Mac who run the show and, and advising me, he hates it. And, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of people hate it, but a lot of people love it too. So you know, it is what it is, dog. I gotta, it's, it takes time for me to change, dog. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta evolve. You know what I mean? I, I'm a, I'm a Fuck stick and a shitbird mix, so you know that that becomes a slap dick. Um, hey man, give me three minutes. I'm gonna go in here and take a piss, let the dogs out, and uh, we're gonna get after. Uh, I'm gonna do foreplay by myself. Uh, I don't even know what that exists uh, of, but we're gonna do that. Uh, make sure you guys understand. Fight Camp is the new proud sponsor uh, of the Coach JB Show. Fight Camp, who uh, Mike Tyson, um, Mayfield, or Mayweather, all those guys have invested in, um, big opportunity, man. In-house boxing exercise system, kind of like the Peloton of boxing, and uh, that's basically what it is. From what uh, what I've been doing, I got all the shit they sent me, man, and it's actually a pretty sweet deal. You can do it right in your garage or in your living room. So Fight Camp, and then Roman, obviously R O C dot C O uh, slash Coach J B head on over to roman um they use they were a big sponsor on the pat McAfee show for a long time so uh all you men out there if you got issues go on over to roman dog check it out ro.co slash coach jb get you some uh get you some free shit um southern skeptic yeah you should probably you know google or something like that i don't know i'm sure you can find it um but it is what it is hey man this is real fast i was supposed to address it earlier um listen man apparently she's out there dropping videos and shit hey i don't care man it is what it is i said my piece i wish her the best uh i have no ill will towards her um you know i i I don't know why uh she wants to make videos about me that are i don't know what they are lies or what have you it doesn't matter to me man i'm gonna keep it pushing dog i don't really have any uh bad things to say about sarah i wish her the best and uh it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I don't care about it no more. So just uh, letting you guys know, I've been hit up lately and people telling me, oh, she's doing videos. I don't give a fuck, dog. It doesn't affect me at all. I'm just telling you the truth. It really don't. So um, it is what it is, dog. You know, I. It, you've all seen me on Netflix, dog. You've all seen my show. This train don't stop. It don't stop for nobody. And remember, dog, if I kick out... Cliff Kingsbury, out of my fucking office. What do you think? Do you think I need you or do you need me? (laughs) I'll leave it at that, brother. Hey, it's been a great one so far. The morning show's on fire. This afternoon show's on fire. We got great guests all week long. We have some great, beautiful female guests this weekend that are very, very knowledgeable, know all things sports, big-time betting apps, big-time betting folks are on. Uh, this week, we have Liv who's coming on. If you don't know who Liv is, she's very, very well a uh, TCU alum. She's going to be coming on tomorrow in the morning on the morning show to talk all things betting and football. And uh, we have the great Michael Lombardi to start our morning show off tomorrow. So we have morning guests as well now. Michael Lombardi, two-time NFL GM on Pat McAfee's show every week. He is going to be on tomorrow morning. So check that out. And uh, you'll have that with me and Matt McChesney. And then we have some great guests. we got uh, Andy Agar hopefully coming on this week, Dan Orlovsky. Um, man, uh, if you guys don't know, um, we, we, shit, man, we've got, a, we've got a lot of people uh, scheduled, man. But tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock, um, we have uh, former San Diego Charger NFL veteran um, Rich Orenberger. If you don't know who that is, played O-tackle, O-line in the NFL for a long, long time. Um, check that out. He'll be on tomorrow at one o'clock, and uh, like I said, we got a star-studded lineup all week long, man. So the show is growing. That's what she said. Make sure you guys check it out and head on over and become a member today. And uh, like I said, man, new intro and outro videos. We got some new stuff. Coachabstore.com. Head on over there, Coachabstore. Like I said, fight camp roll. And my boy, Matt McChesney, Six Zero Academy, obviously, is a uh, proud sponsor. But we got all new gear, all new stuff. Head on over to CoachJBStore.com. Check it out. And like I said, uh, we got all things going, man. Everything is blowing up, and we appreciate all you guys. It ain't nothing without you guys, so I appreciate you and uh, staying loyal. Um, I will. Uh, I'll be back, man, in about three minutes. Peace. Thanks. And I told you about this fucking MVP thing in the NFL. It is a popularity vote, whether it's good or bad, on or off the field. Let me break it down. Aaron Rodgers won the last two. Why? Because he's controversial off the field. Plus, we know he's the best ball spinner on it. Lamar Jackson that year was a popular guy. He came in ripping it, running around, freak of nature, all that shit. But we knew he wasn't going to win no real games. Anyone, guys that I know, guys that I know knew he wasn't going to win no meaningful playoff game. But they gave him the fucking MVP. Steve Nash beat Kobe Bryant twice for an MVP in the NBA. You don't think it's a popularity vote? You think Steve Nash deserves it over Kobe fucking Bryant? And then they played in the playoffs that same year? And Kobe fucking ripped his ass in a seven-game series and dominated him. But yet, Steve Nash got the fucking MVP. It is not the best. I'm just telling you. So... We're going to see the issues that you're going to see when Lamar Jackson faces a team other than the Jets, A. And B when he can't stop throwing the football deep. Because if you ever see him throwing crossing routes or digs or curls or fucking even quick balls, he can't throw them. He can throw the ball deep, though. That's his comfort zone because he's used to loaded boxes, man-free, cover zero. Let's fucking, let's fucking get everybody to, to bite in down the box, and we'll throw over the top. That's what he can do. So why wouldn't they do that? That's what they do. That is their offense. Why do you think Harbaugh has bought all the way in with all the quarterbacks they have on that roster? McSorley, him, Huntley. They're all the same quarterback. RG3 that's retired now. All the same. They run the same offense no matter who the quarterback is in that particular offense. The only team in the NFL doing it, by the way. The only team in the NFL that has bought all the way in and is completely sold on running triple option, double option, and RPO. Go watch any other team. Justin Fields in Chicago, they do it. And then the backup, who is the backup? Last year was who? The big redhead. He came in and they run in a pro-style offense. Completely different than what they do with Justin Fields. Trey Lance comes in last year for Jimmy G. What do they do? They run a little triple, a little RPO. When Jimmy G, what do they do? pro style completely different offense no other team in the nfl runs the same offense with the backup quarterbacks they were all right all right all right all right all right all right right. get it cracking appreciate everybody in the room hit the like button subscribe become a member today um It is what it is. Uh, Appreciate all you guys in here, man. Uh, Jeremiah, what up? Uh, Been missing Jeremiah's in the show. Jeremiah's back in the house. Appreciate it, all you guys. um. All right, so look, let's get into some NFL. We got Monday Night Football. Uh, Appreciate Heidi Fang for joining us today and giving us all the Raiders insight. And uh, she's taking it on Twitter right now. She's defending herself because she came out and said she would like Possibly Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts over the Raiders own. I give her much love to do that because we know these Dick writers on Twitter are going to attack her and that's what they're doing right now. So I had to have a, I had to give her some support. Uh, I give her a lot of credit, man, for coming on my show and then telling us that there's possibly other people out there she would take over her current quarterback. That's just real shit. That's just real talk shit. And we can't handle the truth anymore. Like, it is unbelievable, dog. Like, why do people think that is hateful shit? Is it hateful or is it truthful? Like, I'm curious. So last night, I posted some videos with Lamar Jackson, of course. I was on Jason Whitlock earlier this morning, which he'll air tonight on the Whitlock show. So make sure you follow that, the Fearless Show, Jason Whitlock. And I'm on there every Monday. And, you know, I take all this hate on his show as well, I'm sure, because I'm so truthful about these quarterbacks. And I'm like, look, dog, Lamar Jackson missed two big-time passes, plus some others. He's throwing up high school fucking numbers from the quarterback position. He threw for 174 yards in the NFL. They won the game because of Tucker. Tucker is the best offensive weapon the Ravens have. Now, is that hateful or truthful? Tucker has won Lamar Jackson. More games than Lamar Jackson has won for Tucker and the Ravens. And if I'm not fair to say it, fucking call me out and tell me I'm wrong. Tucker is the best offensive weapon on the Ravens. Make no fucking mistakes about it. That is the best kicker in fucking football. I don't know if I'll put him as the best ever, but he is definitely winning more games for the Ravens than Lamar Jackson is winning for the Ravens. And don't say it's hate. I've, I've come out and said it many times. I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's a great kid, great character, freaking nature. He has a lot of mechanical flaws. And I'm going to have Achilles Smith on this week, and a former first-round NFL quarterback Oregon Duck. He's going to come on because we got into it a little bit over on, on Instagram last night. And then former NFL Hall of Fame Willie Anderson, uh, O-lineman, is going to join the show as well this week. We have a lot of star-studded lineup this week, man. And, and we're going to talk about Willie Anderson defended me. And he came out and said, man, JB's right. Lamar Jackson has not corrected his flaws in four years. And Jalen Hurts has corrected his flaws in year two. So how is that possible? And I'm just going to be honest, man. Like, Lamar Jackson put Tucker in range. Did you hear what you just said? Do you understand what range is for Tucker? All you got to do, homie, is get Tucker to the fucking 50-yard line, homie. You ain't got to get to the 20 like everybody else. Tucker's making 65-yarders, dog, all the time. Are you kidding me? Motherfucker acts like Lamar fucking was dinking and dunking shit and throwing the football all the way through and got him into the 20-yard line. field goal range. Tucker came out and drilled it. <laughs> Ah, uh, fucking Tucker can hit that bitch from anywhere, dog. You act like Lamar Jackson was out here just fucking boom, 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 homie. I can show you the film. The film don't lie. The eye in the sky don't lie, dog. Justin Fields is absolutely dog shit. So don't give me no fucking. Lam- Justin Fields looks better yesterday. So I'm with my homeboy yesterday, Spree. He just called me while I was on break. We were watching the. A- Games, as every Sunday we do together, chilling, barbecue, smoking. We're chilling. Spree don't watch football like that. He got kids and life and, and busy. So he comes outside. This is true shit. He comes outside and, you know, um, he, he thought he thought that he was like, damn, that motherfucker moving. That, that motherfucker hard. I go, yeah, that's the quarterback. He was like, that's Justin Fields? I go, yeah. He shook a dude, stiff-armed a dude, broke down the sideline. And my boy Spree's like, hey, by the way, Spree's black, so don't give me the bullshit about, oh, he's white and black shit. You hate all black quarterbacks. Shut the fuck up. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I got motherfuckers. There's probably a million motherfuckers out there that know better already, and they're like, yeah, good to try playing the race shit with JB. Having said that, Spree comes out thinking that that was the running back for the, for the fucking Bears. I said, not us, actually, the quarterback doing running back shit. He's actually doing running back shit that we don't want. And that was, by the way, it was called back because the wideout clipped the motherfucker in the back. You know why the wideout clipped the motherfucker in the back? Because the wideout is supposed to be catching the fucking football in the NFL, not blocking for the quarterback. <laughs> So I'm just trying to, I just want to, you know, I just want to break that down real quick. Now let's break down Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. I want to break these quarterbacks down and we're going to do it tomorrow morning, me and Matt. And I'm going to be honest. I watched all four of them very, very closely yesterday. Dog, I saw fucking Jalen Hurts throw seven lateral footballs in a row. Seven. He threw three now hitches to the left to fucking uh, kid from Alabama. He throws three now screens and two hitch balls to the right. And he throws the back out of the backfield on a swing screen. And I'm sitting here looking around like, dog, can we fucking drop back, read coverage, and throw the football? And I watched Patrick Mahomes last week throw every lateral ball you can think of. And I'm just like, hey, dog, when is Lamar going to fix his deep passes, Isaac Lords? Please tell me. I love when people just say, but he'll fix it, and then just end it like that. (laughs) How? Show me how he's going to fix it, dog. You know better than me. Show me how Lamar's going to fix it. Because I'm going to be honest, quarterbacks that win and successful in the NFL, they fix their problems year one, two, or three. I have never seen them fix it in year five and six, dog. It's already been five years, homie. How many excuses are you going to give the motherfucker? How many excuses are you going to give Lamar Jackson for missing fucking wide open balls? Why in year five are we still running the same fucking shit we ran with Lamar in year one? Because he can't throw the football, motherfucker! But you know he'll fix it, right? <laughs> you know he'll fix it. Well, tell me how he'll fix it. Tell me how he's going to fix it. Again, Debbie Harmon. Fake troll, I'm sure. Seems like you're always hating on Fields, for real. Again, another bitch-made motherfucker who can't realize the difference between truth and hate. Why do I got to be hating on Justin Fields, dog? I've already came out and said I like Justin Fields. I recruited him to Indy, dog, when he left Georgia. So I think I know him more than you. I know his family more than you. So why the fuck would I hate on him? How about I just say the truth? First of all, A, Justin Fields shouldn't be starting in the NFL right now. He should be sitting for three fucking years. B, he hasn't been coached a lick since he left college football, and he runs nothing but shotgun tempo. He don't know what the fucking difference between quarters match and cover two is. C, he don't know what the protection's blocking what front to be able to throw a hot or a side adjust. So how the fuck am I hating on him? But see, all you motherfuckers know. See, all, the mother- all you motherfuckers know better than me. That's what the crazy part is. But you all wanted Nagy fired last year, homie. Is it Nagy? Let me ask you this. Let me break down some more shit real quick since you motherfuckers are so knowledgeable about this p- profession and I'm so dog shit at it. But what do I know? Baker Mayfield just got his third motherfucking coach fired, homie. Third coach fired. He just got his third coach fired. Is it really the coach? Or is it really the motherfucking quarterback, Baker Mayfield, who's as shitty as anyone? He's as shitty as anyone. He's shitty. He is the shittiest quarterback in the NFL right there with Carson Wentz. By the way, Derek Carr is right there with him. By the way, those are three white quarterbacks. Holy shit. Are you kidding me? Three white quarterbacks. Three white quarterbacks. Nah, because if you were a troll and we we knew who you were, we wouldn't be calling you a troll because you'd be a member in green and I would know you're serious, Debbie Harmon. So it ain't about disagreeing with me because that's why I'm going to be all members only so we know the difference between a troll and someone who's real. I've never seen your name before. So until I know who you are, I'm going to call you a troll. Now, I hope that makes sense. And if you're offended, then you could kick rocks <laughs> I really don't give a fuck I promise you I will sleep tonight Probably with some bitches And not worry about any fucking thing you say in my chat I'm just saying So, hey dog, we got almost like 500 members, Debbie Harmon You should probably ask one of them or figure it out Because 500 people figure that shit out, dog and, and damn, if that's your excuse, homie Then I gotta say you're a troll <laughs> Let's keep it real I think you're a troll then if, if that's your excuse i'm trying to find how to become a member i'm trying to find how to become a member guess what you heard of google motherfucker <laughs> it says join right out of my channel <laughs> but you're not a troll right so let me get into what i know all right so what does jb know i mean i've been saying this for a, quite a while dog i mean let's be real but what what does jb know I don't know. I don't know much. Why am I so willing to come out and talk about I'll eat crow if I'm wrong? Or when I'm wrong, I come out and say I eat crow. But where is all the dick riders on Twitter and all you cats that know more than me? When do you eat crow? When do you eat crow? And when have you ever came out and said, Hey, JV, dog. Besides my real ones in the chat, besides my real ones who recognize real and come in here all the time and say, man, JB, what do you know, right? I think you called Daniel Jones being a hell of a comeback player this year. I think you said the Giants were going to win seven or more games. I think you said these things. I don't know. What do I know? I think you said Zach Wilson was going to be one of the best rookie quarterbacks drafted last year. I think you said after he came back, after he was injured, the Jets had a best roster they've had in years. I think you said your player, Jermaine Johnson, is going to do well with the Jets and in and, and, and that rookie draft choice of Sauce Gardner, Jermaine, uh, Hall, the running back. I think you said the Jets made a hell of an impact in draft, and I think they're going to be a better team. They just fucking blew out the Dolphins. But what do I know, dog? I don't know shit. Apparently, I don't know anything. And it's crazy how I... You know the favorite reaction to my tweets are? The favorite reaction to my tweets. Here they are. That tweet aged well, coach. <laughs> oh, really? That's what you got out of it two days later, right? That aged well. How about... AJV you called, like, all this shit, dog. I... I appreciate. I give you kudos. No, you wait until some hiccup happens, and and motherfucker ask like, "I'm not, I'm Nostradamus and shit." <laughs> I don't predict the future, motherfucker. I just tell you the real. I tell you which quarterbacks are going to have success in the long term. I tell you what teams I believe are going to have success. Now, let me ask you, did I not make a bet with somebody formerly known as a co-host on this show that KU was going to win seven or more games? I'm sorry. Did I not say that? I apologize, dog. I don't know. What do I know? What do I know, JB? I don't know shit. I thought I said, (laughs) I thought I said KU was going to fucking win seven. I think they win nine now. (laughs) I think they win nine and go to a major bowl game, to be honest. But what do I know? Um, I have no idea, man. I'm horrible. Have I not said Derek Carr is so overrated and hyped and everyone said, JB, you don't know what you're talking about? Have I not said Derek Carr is absolutely dog shit? Have I not come out and said that the Raiders have one of the best rosters, but Derek Carr is holding that team back tremendously? I don't know. I don't know um i'm just saying dog i'm just throwing it out there Um, uh, did i not say baker mayfield doesn't matter what team you go to you're fucking horrible <laughs> did i not say baker mayfield's one of the worst fucking quarterbacks in america it doesn't matter if he plays for the new england patriots or the fucking carolina panthers or the cleveland browns did i not say this before Now, so far, did Coach Davis, you are absolutely right. That's where I say I'll eat crow. I picked the Broncos and Russell Wilson to make a deep run. I picked them to play the Indianapolis Colts. But now it's coming on and saying that Russell Wilson suffered from a torn labrum, apparently, in his shoulder arm. When did it happen? I don't know. When did it happen? I don't know. But we know one thing, right? Tell me I'm real or truthful or not. Has Russell Wilson looked like the Russell Wilson that we know? fuck no he looks absolutely horrible he looks absolutely out of shape disinterested and that is something that i cannot account for and say i knew i didn't know this thing was going on with this motherfucker how would i know if this was going on coach davis did you coach at waldorf I think I laughed when I said Jay Norvell is a joke of a hire at Colorado State Years or last year. I know Joey asked me a lot about it, and uh, I said, uh, nah, I'm not hyped on that hire. <laughs> I'm not hyped on that hire. The disappointments I have in my picks are Colts and the Broncos. Because I picked them playing each other in the fucking AFC title game. So, obviously, both of those teams are very bad. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Sean Waffle brought up a good point. I, I I said it on the show that I thought Tulane, a good friend of mine, Willie Fritz, was going to have a good year at Tulane. They're obviously winning. They're 5-1. Um, beat Kansas State, by the way, who's only lost. Who beat Oklahoma, who we found out Oklahoma's a fraud. But we still understand that. They're doing a very, very good job at Tulane, and that's what Willie does. He's known for it. He's won over 200 football games in, in, in college football, Division I. But what do I know? What does JB know? I don't know anything. Am I not the one that said Nebraska's fucking horrible roster, and they lost to a Northwestern team who's gone on and got shellacked by every single fucking person they've played? Like, Northwestern's absolutely horrible. Am I not the one that said Aaron Glenn, who I like a lot from the show – Uh, Hard Knocks needs to be fired over two weeks ago. Like, two fucking weeks ago, Aaron Glenn should have been fired, and it's going to cost MDC his job now in Detroit. They can't stop a cold with a tampon, dog. They can't stop shit. Like, you got to be kidding me. This is the worst defense I've ever seen. They just gave up 29 to a horrible, horrible New England defense offense with a third string quarterback third string quarterback just beat you 29 nothing but what does jb know and detroit was doing well on offense literally gets blanked because belichick and i said it on friday if this is the game belichick will scheme you it'll be detroit because detroit just throwing the football cannot beat you like a team that has RPO triple. Belichick has to scheme of Lamar Jackson and those type of guys. He's not going to do as well as he is against a straight drop back guy like Jared Goff. Goff looked absolutely horrible. So that's just what it is. Um, I said Dak was going to play on an MVP caliber level. When did I say that, Aaron? I I believe you. I don't think you're a troll or lying. I know Aaron Easy's been in the show for a long time. Uh, shout out to Aaron. When did I say Dak was going to have an MVP season? If I said that, dog, I might have been super loaded. I don't remember saying it, though. So I I, I would think I remember that. Because like I said, I don't like to lie. Because so, you got to remember shit. I don't remember shit because I don't need to lie. I want to know when I said Dak was an MVP. Because I've never, ever said that, in my opinion. But maybe I did. I don't know. Was I getting some head at the time underneath the desk? Oh, you're just messing with me. Okay, I figured that. I was hoping you I knew you was messing with me. Shit. Um, but anyway, what do I know, dog? What do I know? I, I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But uh, I think I've been pretty damn ball, dead on balls accurate so far this year. Uh, and for 20 years, picking this quarterback business, I think I've been dead on balls accurate again. So having said that, you know, ugh, I don't know, man. It's pretty crazy. But we got some bad quarterback play. Nine quarterbacks throw for under 200 yards, and you guys think it's good. You guys think it's good. Well, I did, Cody. I probably did put him in my top 10. He's probably still a top 10 quarterback. (laughs) The NFL is absolutely dog shit, dog. The quarterback play in the NFL is as bad as I've ever seen it. So Dak probably is a top 10 quarterback. Like, I don't know if I can name top 10 more quarterbacks higher ranked than Dak because that's how bad the NFL is. So let me try to do it off the top of my head right now. All right? So I go Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Mahomes, Allen. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Mahomes, Allen. Herbert. Stafford. That's six. It, It would be Russell Wilson. Uh, cause he would be seven. I'll, I'll keep him in there just because I've, you know, I, I didn't know he was injured, but I'm gonna keep him in there, even though he's acting weird as fuck and different. I don't know what's up with him. I got him in there. Okay, that's seven. Okay. Eight would be right now, Jalen Hurts. He would be in there. Okay. Jalen Hurts would be in there. Um. Okay, that's eight. It's not hard it is, dog. Quarterbacks are it's horrible in the NFL. I'm just telling you. Number nine in the NFL, I would have to put Kirk Cousins, maybe, and Joe and Joe Burrow. So so, so, Dak, I guess, is right there at 11, because I don't know who else I'd put. Lamar Jackson and Dak would be 10 or 11, 12 in that argument. And right now, Geno Smith's playing better than everybody. Geno Smith's playing better than everybody. And Kobe Brissett is playing with house money. Kobe Brissett's playing better than everybody. And then, you know, arguably Cooper Rush has played his way into a top 15 quarterback role and probably going to get a bag. He's probably going to get a bag next year. Cooper's probably going to get a bag next year. Yes, you can become a member on your phone, Bucci Boys. You know what you got to do? You got to go to your whatever it's called, uh, what is your sir, your, your uh, deal? Amazon, or uh, Safari, go to Safari, turn your Safari on your phone to desktop mode, and then you go to the YouTube and you, my channel, and you hit join, and then you turn your phone back into regular phone mode, but you got to turn it to desktop mode, and that's how you do it, and that's something that I'm not going to say to every single person. Now, if we just lined you up outside and you want to become a member, I would do that. But I'm not doing it on the thing because I stopped my show and shit. So make sure you guys hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today. Uh, Man, we're trying to get five members a day to join, man. We got one so far. Make sure you guys figure it out. Yeah, figure it out, dog. Cameron Lowe, he's not a member no more. I'm going to have to come call him a slapdick in person. But he doesn't need to be, man. He's an honorary member, by the way. So Cameron's one of my former players, just like TJ and Allen. And so many others that join the show. Emmett's in here sometimes and Sleepy George. We got them all. Short, fast, skinny, and tall. Um Cameron, Raiders play tonight. Kansas City. Who you got? You a Raiders fan or are you just uh living there? I I'm gonna rock with Kansas City, man. I think I think uh this game is has too much uh it's gonna be too adverse for, for Derek Carr. I don't think Derek Carr um really has an option to succeed I think Derek Carr is so bad so bad and the world's gonna see it tonight and you're gonna see him make throws that are great and and then you're gonna say that aired well coach that shit went or whatever you guys say uh what do you guys say uh that tweet uh aged well because he made one throw <laughs> You motherfuckers just want to talk and hear yourself talk, dog. You do not listen at all. You don't listen at all. Um, do the Raiders cover seven and a half, is the question. I don't know that to be true. I don't know that to be true or not. I'm just trying to trying to figure it out. Um I'm not I'm trying to figure that out. I don't know, man. I think the Chiefs could blow them out, but they could also. St- Raiders can stay in the game because the Raiders play the Chiefs pretty well in Arrowhead, but Derek Carr hasn't beat them in Arrowhead. So, uh, I don't know. Um, we're going to see. I, I'm going to say the Chiefs win by 10 or more. I'm going to say the Chiefs win by 10 or more. Um, Joey B said 24-17. Seven, I say they win by – I say they win – I say it's a 35-24 ball game that type of game, 35-24 or uh, 31-17, something like that, something like that, I got to make my DFS picks, uh, if you guys aren't following the Stat Lab right here on my show, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, make sure you go visit Capo, Hector does a great job breaking down all things betting, right after my morning show, so go check it out, yeah, um, Yeah, I agree with that. The Raiders do find a way to lose in style. I'll tell you that much. Um, So, yeah, that's an interesting take. I didn't give you my quote of the day, did I? Uh, I don't know if I did or not, man, because uh, I've got so much going on now in the new formatted show. Uh, we got new intro, outro videos. we got new sponsors. So make sure you – man, man, ro.co slash Coach JB, man, Roman, all you men out there suffering. Get your wee wee's hard. You better go check it out. They're no joke. They get your shit rock. And apparently, you could uh, you could just keep stroking. That's all what I heard. That's the rumor. I don't know. Is that a real thing, men out here? Do you have you guys ever taken this Roman or Hims or or Cialis or or Blue Chew? I don't know, dog. Have you guys have you guys taken that? I've never done it. They say you just you could you know you bust and keep going. ah shit. I don't know. I don't even know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to do that shit no more. I'm 46, homie. I don't want to walk around with a hard dick all day long. Like, that ain't something I want to do. So I'm just keeping it real. I don't know if I want to do that shit. Like, why do I want to do that? (laughs) Like, I'm going to be honest. I want to bust and go to bed or lay down and smoke a stogie or I don't know. But I sure don't want to walk around a motherfucker with a hard dick all day long. Like, that shit don't sound fun at all. It don't sound fun at all to me. I'm just going to keep it real. It might sound fun to you 18 to 25-year-old. Jada's in the house. Jada Benz, what up, Jada? <laughs> Jada bought uh, a couple of bikinis that just do not fit a uh, well-endowed, uh, thick, beautiful woman. So we have to adjust some of those bikinis for our, 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 our beautiful, thick woman women out here such as jada shout out to jada for trying jada i gotta figure out something to get you something you can wear because that shit you gotta rock that shit for me i'm gonna i'm gonna do a we're gonna do a model shoot you dropping that shit like it's hot for me so i could get some uh, so i can get some uh some love I i need my i need my i need my ladies to get Buy some gear on there, Coach A B store. We got all kind of new fire gear though. We got some new Coach A B gear too. We got the Coach A B wake up call mug. We got the LA with the LA logo with the slap hoodie. We got it all. We even got the bitch made cat hats for all the bitch made cats. Okay. Um Big D, big D in the house. I appreciate you, Big D. Uh hope that means Dallas. Uh I, I hope you're coming from Dallas. I hope that's what it is. Uh, your name stand for homie. I'm not going to I'm not going to assume or presume anything else cuz that's just not what dudes do. Me and Matt had that conversation this morning. That's like in jail. We don't share the soap. And we don't look below the belt line. The Same thing for an NFL locker room. We're not sharing the soap and we're not looking below the belt line. We're not fans, dog. I'm not fans of your balls, homie. <laughs> Um, man, great game tonight. Chiefs Raiders. We're going to find out what's cracking with that. Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs, obviously. I just think NFL and quarterbacks are are watered down. I think we are watered down. Um, Ryan Martinez. He's going to ask me every day about the bully sweaty sweater. Steve Mack. We got to make a bully sweater. Uh, we're supposed to make one. I, we forgot, uh, Christian didn't do it. Uh, our former, uh, manager guy. So we're going to have to get that done. Um, Let me get to a couple of weekend games. I want to break down a few things that we didn't get into this morning with Matt. Jalen Hurts continues to play winning football. He was 26 of 36, but only 239. All right. He's finding Dallas uh, Goddard, um, who leads the Eagles in receiving uh, eight catches, 95 yards. Devontae Smith had eight catches for 87 yards, and A.J. Brown only had three for 32. Eagles are formidable, man. I think the Eagles come out of the East. Even though I think the Dallas' defense is playing at a, at a much higher level than I thought, and Cooper Rush is scaring me uh, in my Eddie Manyweather bet a lot, lot more than I thought. Eddie Manyweather and I have a bet that the Eagles will win the East. He thinks the Cowboys will win the East. Right now, the Cowboys have a top two or three defense right there with the 49ers and Tampa Bay, in my opinion. Uh, so I'm, I'm very interested to see this matchup next Sunday. But we're going to break that down later on this week. Uh, but if Jalen Hurts keeps playing like he does and Miles Sanders keeps balling, the Eagles are a tough out. They are a tough out. Kyler Murray's shitty as shitty as normal. I mean, he's just absolutely shitty. I don't even – do I need to even break him down? Like, this motherfucker hasn't thrown for any meaningful yards in a game since I've seen. Clayton. <laughs> much love to Clayton. Clayton Stallones is in the house. Ah. Um, <sighs> Some of you guys' names are unbelievable. You guys just have to make these motherfucking names up. There's no fucking way on the birth certificate that is your name. Is that your name on your birth certificate, homie? There's no way. Uh, Kyler Murray, 28 of 42, 250, one pick. Uh, he also ran about four times, 42 yards. And you got a guy like James Conner over there who only has nine carries. What is it with the NFL and the running game? Why aren't we running anybody with 20 touches anymore? Is it because we're so soft that we don't want to bang, bang, bang no more? Have we made an agreement with offenses and defensive coaches and say, you know what, dog? We won't run the ball more than 10 times at you, so we don't have that running back linebacker collision that we once had. And what we'll do is we'll just drop back all day, run around, and throw balls up, and then hopefully we'll get a targeting call, and then that's how we'll make it exciting. (laughs) Like, come on, man. Like, that is what the NFL looks like right now. Nobody runs the football. We are horrible in the pass game. And defenses who cannot touch a quarterback? Hence, this fucking play, right? Like, you can't touch the quarterback, dog. Like, that's a a sack. How is that rushing? How in the fuck is that roughing the passer? But anyway... You can't hit a quarterback. You can't reroute a wide receiver. And you can't club a motherfucker over the middle no more. And even saying that, how soft football's become. Offenses still have found a way to be absolutely shitty in today's age and game. Like, how in the fuck have we become shittier on offense with a more controlled defensive rules book? Like, I'm confused. I'm definitely confused on how the offense has figured out a way to become even shittier in light of all these shitty rules. Like, come on, man. Debbie Harmon became a member, dog. Hey, Debbie, you're not a female, right? Are you using your girl's name or what is it? I got to know, dog. Just break it down for us. Debbie Harmon. I know Debbie's a female name. I don't think you you ain't talking like a female, but are you? Maybe you are female. I apologize if you are female, because I think I might have said some things that not offended you, but everybody in the room, because I just talked in general. If anyone's uh, if anyone's uh, offended by anything I say, I apologize ahead of time. Um, but really, I'm not because I don't really give a fuck. But at the same time, I want to make sure if there's any females in here. Um, I know Jada's a female. She actually has a vagina. She was born with one. You feel me? Like she's a woman. <laughs> like, motherfucker, we got, I gotta ask these questions nowadays, dog. I like I gotta fucking, I gotta like front check cats now. Oh, Jada, you know, you know, real recognize real. You know, I'm just fucking around. You know, I ain't apologizing anyway. But but you, you know, you're a real one. i have never say anything anyway to piss you off. Uh, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something, Jada. Are cats having to front-check cats nowadays? Are we front-checking nowadays to figure out who's who and what's what? <laughs> I, I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out. Um... Oh, I didn't see, Debbie. Uh, Debbie, I didn't see. Are you a woman? I didn't get to see it. The chat moves so fast, dog. Shit, I didn't even see. He said, Debbie said, what did Debbie say? I like women, though, so I don't care. I don't know what that means. Are you a woman or a man? I I didn't see. Um, Yeah, some look good, Jada. That's what I'm saying. Eddie Murphy got caught up. Eddie Murphy got caught up. Oh, Debbie, you're a woman. Appreciate you. Meet Jada, uh, Debbie, meet Jada. Um, I don't know if Jada likes women. I think she's strictly dickly, but she may. I don't know. I'm not speaking for her. Uh, but if you're a woman you like women, hey, kudos to you. I think two lesbians are the most sexy thing in the world. As long as they're right there by me doing their shit in front of me, I'm cool. Um, on the other side of the thing, the spectrum, I'm not so fond of. <laughs> uh Lucy, I don't know if she's in the show. Usually, she's every day. Uh, Lucy's usually in here. We get a little five or six females usually to pop in here and there. Nurse Court hasn't been around. She DM'd me the other day saying she apologized she hasn't been around lately. She's been busy. So, hey, you know, Nurse Court's usually in here. Um, Maybe she'll come back more because, you know, I know she's an LSU fan, and I know uh, our former host was a Tennessee Vol fan, and Tennessee got in the lsu's ass i guess this past weekend i didn't get to watch the game but you know maybe nurse court will get over it and call in. uh no we like we like nurse court jada said we'd be busy shit i wish i was busy i wish you knew what busy was girl shit busy ain't even a word over here um kyler murray's absolutely dog shit um Lamar Jackson looked bad last night. I'm gonna be honest. Their defense kept them in the game. Uh, I think the Bengals' offense kept the Ravens in the game. They were absolutely horrid. Like they're bad. The, 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 the Bengals offense right now is very, very predictable. It's drop back. Throw the ball to Jamar Chase as many times as we can early. Higgins didn't play. So now we got to get Boyd the football. Hurts ended up having eight catches absolutely fucked my dfs off and i was gonna pick him too i was gonna pick him dog but kyler murray comes to the game in a lime green female looking suit and that's what he looked like he's already the size of a lime and then the motherfucker dresses in the color of a lime and i'm like fuck dog what are we doing Hey, man, alpha males are no longer, dog. We don't have no more alpha males and shit. Quarterbacks used to walk in there, dog, in fucking jeans and, 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 like, like cowboy boots and shit. Like, fucking let's go with a dip in and shit. Like, fucking spit. Let's roll. Nowadays, we rolling up in fucking lime green suits. You've got to be shitting me, dog. Like, Kyle Kuzma and... Russell Westbrook and Lamar uh Kyler Murray should all get together, dog, and do like a fucking uh runway, strip stroll. Runway strip stroll, dog. Just smash down the runway, chopping it. Let's just dress, undressing, and taking off their weird ass shit. Weird ass shit they got going. I don't know. Joe Burrow didn't look good last night, threw a pick to his former college teammate um so you know did not look very good in my opinion um but who knows um but let's get to this falcons uh bucks finish man the falcons are pissed after the refs took away their third down stop um let's just put a a dress on these cats dog i I gotta be real let's just play flag football the pro bowl is going to flag football why don't we just go to flag football That's just really what it is. Uh, I don't know. A scary sight, man. A a scary sight happened, Wido, if you didn't know. Mike Hart, former Michigan running back and now coach. Uh, I know Mike. He collapsed and had a seizure, was carted off the field, in Saturday's win over Indiana. Mike Hart seems to be okay right now. I don't know if he's coming back to coach or not. I forgot to ask Zach about that. But uh, unfortunate, man. Unfortunate that he fell off uh, and had that happen to him. Um, Nick Bosa just continued to look. He's hurt. He's hurt. 49ers, uh, uh, you know, hopefully get him back. The 49ers defense is legit. 49ers defense is legit. Even without him, they've held the Rams down. They just held Carolina down. Uh, the defense is starting to play right at the, at the right time. I think Jimmy G leading that team is is a scary situation for the NFC West. For the NFC West, I think it's a scary situation. Is Fred Taylor really the interim running back coach? He's leaving the pivot podcast? <laughs> That's what's crazy. We're hiring podcasters now to coach these kids. Is that a real thing, Brian Case? Because if that's the case, oh, dog, I don't even know what to say anymore. We're just hiring motherfuckers just to hire. Just say whoever. Just come out. Come on over and join the, the club. <laughs> oh, my God, dog. Hey, uh, I don't know if you heard about Tennessee safety, Jalen McCullough. He's been arrested for felony aggravated assault after Saturday's big win in LSU. Let me ask you something. Wasn't I just talking to our former co-host on about about the transfer portal and how it's become undisciplinary? And didn't I not say, and then and then someone got butthurt, I guess, but I was I know in specific, I was saying that Hypel takes anyone and everyone. Did I not say that? The, what do I know? It is so ironic. That a Tennessee player, another one, got arrested for a felony. No way. Is that real? Can I be that fucking off kilter with this whole transfer portal thing? What do I know, JB? JB, what do I know? I tried to tell this lady that Tennessee and Hypel takes all shitbirds, and they got def- offended. <laughs> Her and her husband got offended, homie. Anytime I talked about Tennessee, it was unbelievable. Holy fuck. I'm sorry the truth hurts. Jalen McCullough has been arrested for felony aggravated assault after Saturday's big win in Baton Rouge. (laughs) But what do I know? The portal, I don't know more. Hey, dog, let me ask you something. This is real shit real quick. All right, I got something real to talk about. So last week, you know, I'm not trying to bring up old dirt, but last week, you know, obviously the argument happened and, and, it, and it ended, and it, and it ended our, 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 our friendship as far as co-hosting. I don't know why it ended a friendship. It shouldn't have, but that's what it is. It is what it is. Every time I brought up anything about Tennessee and football, I was not supposed to know more than her and her husband. Why is that? So you think you know as much or more than me? Now, let me break down why this is so ignorant. Have you ever heard me say, Hey, man. Hey, girl. You are fucking up your OnlyFans. You need to go this route. Like, I know more than you on this IG model shit. (laughs) Have you ever heard me step out of my lane and talk about anything else? But yet, you're telling me and Matt McChesney, six-year NFL pro, that we don't know what the fuck we're talking about when it comes to this portal. God damn, people. Anyway, um, Alabama survives another scare against Texas A&M, and Alabama just is going to have to understand that we know that Bryce Young didn't play. Uh, I think that cost them 14, 21 points easy. Uh, Jalen Daniels goes down. He gets hurt. You wonder if KU would have beat TCU. I think they would have. I think they would have beat TCU. Um, I think KU is a real deal contender. I'm just going to be honest. Um, UCLA beats Utah's ass for the most part. I, you, when you see a UCLA team beat a physical Utah team, um, you have to start saying, uh, oh, UCLA might be for real out here on the West. And I, I'm shocked a little bit. I'm going to be honest. um, Quinn Ewers makes his return. Texas looks good. Oklahoma looks absolutely dog shit. Oklahoma looks about as bad as you can look. Is Dorian Thompson a Heisman candidate? That is the poll question. Is Dorian Thompson Robinson, UCLA's quarterback, who continues to just put up ridiculous numbers, he leads the country at 75% pass completion? He was 18 of 23 for 300 yards and five touchdowns, fellas, against a good Utah defense. Like, Dorian Thompson Robinson is absolutely balling out. And I don't believe he gets enough credit because he's on the West Coast and the AP poll and the voters are all on the East Coast. And when UCLA plays, they don't get any recognition. That's just real. West Coast gets fucked in a lot of polls because they're not seen Because of the time restraints and the time difference. So, Dorian Thompson Robinson, if you guys have not watched him on the East Coast, you need to take some time out to watch this kid play. He's as good as any quarterback I've seen this year. And that's real shit. And uh, you need to go check him out. Oklahoma State stays unbeaten against Texas Tech. They struggle a little bit. Georgia gets back on track beating Auburn's ass 42-10. Does Harson? is that the writing on the wall for Harson? Uh, Ohio State just looks like they're the most dominant team right now as far as who they're, what they're scoring, but I don't know if they've really played anyone either. Uh, USC trailed 14-10 in the second half, but they go on a 17-10 run. They end up winning 34-10, their first 6-0 start since 2006. And Ole Miss struggles to stay undefeated against a Vanderbilt team. They were down 20-17 to in the second half. Ole Miss was able to kick it in gear and finish the game strong with a 52-28 win. Will Levis was unable to play for Kentucky as they lost to South Carolina at home. That has to be a horrible setback for Kentucky. Horrible setback. But what have I what do I know? I I I've only said that the SEC is average from top to bottom. Like, come on, dog. <laughs> like, come on, dog. Um, Arkansas looks like they're absolutely just garbage. I mean, this is what happens. I love, I love, like when Sam Pittman got hired. He was in my office right before that uh, when I was at Indy. He was leaving. He's an old Hutchinson Community College JUCO coach, by the way, if you didn't know that. So he is doing as best as he can at Arkansas. I just don't know if an O lineman being a head coach, an O line coach. An O-line guy, who's a great O-line coach, by the way. Sometimes it's better to be in the back shadows as a O-line guy, as a gritty grinder, recruiter. Uh, kids love to play for you. You get after it. O-line guy. Than it is to be a head coach. Sometimes it's better to be an O-line guy or a D coordinator and stay in the shadows such as Venables, and some cats just are not built for being a head coach. You can't do some of the shit they're doing. And I just see i see it being a, another situation, man, where he, he may have lost the locker room as far as what's going on there. I, I don't think he'll lose the locker room as far as just disciplinary reasons, but I see him losing the locker room as far as talent, buy-in and overall game management and schematics so i i I don't know i don't know um we'll see what's happening uh joey b man you're about like i i want to say like fucking 10 years late like snoop's son is a grown-ass man (laughs) grown-ass man not only did he leave bishop gorman 18 years ago he went to ucla and with Puff Daddy's son, like he's been gone for fucking 20 years, dog. <laughs> uh I love Joey B. Uh, he's our porn star ref- refer. That's all this motherfucker talks about is-, is porn star and shit. Um, I believe this Thursday, this Thursday, I will be on uh, Alexis Texas's show finally. That's what I've been told. So we'll see. Um Apparently I was way back. She has so many shows. She does show every day, I think. And then it, she airs them only on Thursdays. So uh, you have to wait like seven months to get on her show after you film. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it seems like. But tomorrow I, or Thursday, I think I'm on the show. Um, Mario Cristobal continues to struggle at Miami. They lost 27, 24. They fall three straight to a middle Tennessee, and now they lose to North Carolina, um, NC state, Ends up coming back after being down 17-3 to Florida State. Now Florida State coach Mike Norvell must be in the hot seat filling in a little bit again. Zach Smith came on the show earlier and said he don't think he will because, you know, he was – because of the COVID. I I, I don't know, man. You're at Florida State to me. Let me ask you this. Why would you give Mike Norvell a pass at Florida State and then you got a guy like Lance Leopold – Winning in year two at KU. Now, I'm just throwing that out there, dog. Like, you're telling me that you should have a better roster in Lawrence, Kansas than at Florida State and Tallahassee. Tallahassee, Florida, dog. And what about Florida, Gainesville? You should have better talent in Lawrence, Kansas than those two schools? And what about fucking Miami? You're telling me that KU should be better than Miami? But what do I know? Coach J.B., what do you know? You've only said college football is watered the fuck down, but what do I know? <laughs> Holy shit, dog. Hey, man, I think you can win anywhere in the world. Lance Lee Post proving it right now. I think you can win anywhere in the world. But you better not win in Lawrence, Kansas over fucking Miami. Come on, dog. Wido, what's going on? I'm missing it. My bad. Um, listen, man, it's already two hours, 20 minutes on the show. I appreciate everybody coming on. I'm going to do after hours in the after party right now. Wido, want to call in and call in. Um, We're going to have a uh, – I'm going to end it with the outro song, a new one, by the way, and a, and a video. Um, we'll have a new song actually on the videos, but I like the new videos the way they are a little more growing and, 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 and professional. I'm going to throw some little jazzy hip hop over it, uh, waiting for my boy Spree to give me a cut and then we'll throw it on top. But for now that's it. Um, but we're going to do after hours in the after party. Uh, I'll drop the link. Uh, uh, we'll drop the link in the chat and then, uh, we're going to get after it and have a little after hours while I upload the audio so I appreciate everybody joining and coming on in. Hit that like button before you get out of here. And if you stick around, make sure you head on over to Roman R O dot C O slash coach J B. Get you some Roman. If you guys struggling in the bed or anything like that, go get you some Roman. And uh fight camp, man. It's a it's a it's a company on the rise. If you want to get some exercise in at the house and you want to box and learn how to get get a little, you know, scrappier so you don't get your ass whooped at the bar, then you got you go on over to Fight Camp and slash Coach JB. Check that out, fightcamp.com slash Coach JB, and uh, go sell them I sent you, man. And we need to blow these two things up, dog, because it's going to grow the show. So I appreciate you guys. Fight Camp and Roman, uh, appreciate you guys. And, uh, hey, man, 6 a.m. tomorrow, me and Matt McChesney. We'll be breaking it down. Matt is gonna be doing the show actually for the part half of the show from live from Colorado, University Colorado, as he will be shadowing the new interim head coach Mike Sanford. And I got one of my best friends there, and Darian Hagan. So he'll be doing part of the show from Colorado's practice um, there in Boulder. So that'll be some good insight in the morning. But right out the gate, seven o'clock in the morning on the West Coast, our in our first hour, um, Michael Lombardi. Former NFL GM will join us in the morning. I would not miss the morning show. Plus, live in, uh, NFL college better extraordinaire, very very beautiful young lady, used to uh, as a for, as a TCU alum. We'll let her tell you her story. And then tomorrow at one o'clock, man, it's an action packed week. And tomorrow at one o'clock, Rich Ornberger, former San Diego Charger uh, NFL veteran O lineman, he'll be joining the show. And like I said, we got a star studded banner all week long. So hit the like button, subscribe, become a member, man. And uh, we'll see you on the after hours on the other side. And I'll see you tomorrow, 6 a.m. Pacific. Peace. All right, all right, all right. Hey, Mac, we got a problem, though. I can't do after hours this way because now that I'm doing audio, I got to end the audio to upload it, and I can't end it. So I got to get over to a new chat some way. I got to figure that out. I got to figure that out. Um, you dead. I can't hear you. Um. So that is a problem. So we may not be able to do after hours. Uh why not? You want to call in real quick? Go ahead. I know you had something to say. Call in real quick and then I'm going to have to end it, dog, because I got to upload the audio and I can't do that because we're live still. So, um scrappy in the house. I appreciate you guys. Joey, all you guys. I appreciate it. Um You know what? I'm going to have to get out of here, man, because I got it in the audio side and I got to get ready for the Monday night football game. And uh, we'll make sure we fix it and get it cracking for tomorrow. So I appreciate everybody, man, and I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.